0: I
1: put your backward Talk it, talk it, talk in their movies, 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 i the tell telling me, shut up, I do what I want, I talk what I want. Oh yeah, Don't tell me, shut up, I do what I want, I talk what I want. I do it a one. I do it a one. I do it a one. I do it I one. Did I hit record? I hit record. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. So we're doing this a little different. Uh as I mentioned in in uh coming in, I talked to Matt about this. Well, my crazy world, I have to really figure out. What I'm going to do, we're uh, there just two full-time jobs, a kid, wife, travels a lot. And these are all excuses, folks, so I'm not asking for the violins to come out in any size. Uh, I forgot our soundboard, so we're recording directly from the, um, from the uh, beautiful Microsoft Surface. Don't be afraid to sponsor us, Microsoft. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you're tuning in and going, what the fuck is going on, this is Talking to our Movies! This is the podcast where we take key moments and quotes from a film to drive a almost two-hour conversation or sometimes 80-minute conversation. And if you're wondering, why am I talking so fast and so energized? Maybe I had another one of my beautiful vitamins. Vigil, brought to you by the U.S. government. When fighter pilot kills are down and you need them up, give them a synthetic drug that wakes their brain up to a point that they can actually see in the darkness. When kills go up over a thousand percent, as soon as you give some guy with an F-14 Tomcat a hair trigger and a blow job right out of Top Gun, bam, the terrorists are going down. So there you go, I'm a little excited. I also got a Stash IPA Uh, joining me today. He's a returning champ, he's he's, he's a dear friend of mine. I I really do care for him a lot. I think he's a great person. Uh, He's tolerated my childlike antics as an adult for over a decade, God bless him. Ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy who has more energy than me and does great things. I mean, he's he's done big brothers and sisters. He gives back to the community, tolerates me. Dimension tolerates me, ladies and gentlemen. My good friend Ian Stonebrook. Ian, what's up, brother? Hey,
0: Jason, thank you so much. Of course. And, and I did that with all all that without the vitamins. So best believe I'm, <laughs> I'm headed to GNC right after this and uh, get uh, get on another level.
1: Listen, I uh, you know what? it's funny. I, I'm gonna have to have you back again only because we were talking earlier and uh, you know you, you're in a career transition stage, which is great. Of course, I have a sports movie on for us. I really should have texted you. I didn't realize until my brain right now. I'm like, oh, we should do another one that's that's maybe not sports. That maybe is you know something different. But we're in sports, and the reason I so we, I, I did. Hold on, is this this is still? It's still playing in the background. God, what is going on with this thing? Let's see here. Oh. Uh, can I do this? Let me see if I do this. And let me see if we're still we're still oh okay, we still sound, sound good. Alright, we got sound. We're good. So what we're doing is um we're doing necessary roughness. Have you seen necessary roughness? You know, honestly I haven't. So this is good. So this, this is a yeah, so football it's, movie, right? Football movie, yeah. but it's it's like the the football players go on strike and then you got to bring in the slugs. You got to bring in the people that maybe made it, could have made it, the he hate me's of the world, yeah. right? Uh, all, all of those people are in there. Scott Bakula's in here when he's not traveling through time. He is. Uh, he's doing uh, football movies. Rob Schneider's in this. Rob Schneider's in this. Jason it's Bateman's yeah. in this. I mean, listen, this is an all star cast. When, when you know, when, uh, when, when these guys were still sexy, look at as Jason Bateman still is, but. Yeah. I love this throwing motion. I mean, this is Uncle Rico right here. He's warming up. He's like, welcome. I'm Uncle Rico. And how far can I – he does it. I mean, there's a lot of loft on that. It looks like it's about 20 yards away, and there's a lot of air under that. So I don't know if he's throwing over a defender. I don't know the strategy, but these don't look like good throws to me.
0: Yeah, I'd like to see um, if it's not too late, if he could play like uh – uh, the starring role in like the Gus Farratt, uh biopic <laughs> a little biopic uh, yeah I, I think I think lifetime or USA can pick that up i'm here for that
1: i think USA is gonna have to lifetime unless the Gus Farrat is unless he's going through a divorce and it's about his wife taking everything from him lifetime's oh, yeah. a hard pass yeah <laughs> like no, did someone get murdered no uh is there a divorce involved no it's a real feel-good story about a guy Hold on a guy yeah a guy no 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 this is lifetime we do only ladies stuff ladies murder Ladies get divorced and get cash. Lady's husband dies and she becomes the founder of Spanx. Whatever it is, this is the way, and that's not true. The lady's yeah. husband didn't die. Don't People email in, he's not dead. I'm just, listen, folks, being, think of this as all hyperbole. 100% really a lot
0: of hyperbole today.
1: A lot of hyperbole today. There's gonna be, just like on the basketball court, a lot of hyperbole, uh, a lot of it. Hey, uh, we were talking, uh, You know, so one, um, because of the area that, that you live in, Right, uh, your Packers got beat down, or the Packers of that area—it's kind of sure, like the football yes. team of that area. Yeah,
0: I, I, uh, my Lions don't make the playoffs a lot. Well, so.
1: <laughs> it's been—it's been a minute.
0: Yeah, it's been—it's been a while.
1: What do you think now? All the sports you've—you've you've covered, you know, and the different ways you've covered sport. What is it in your mind that um, bad teams kind of stay bad? Like good teams will have their ruts, right? The Cowboys have their run and then dip down, Niners run, dip down, Packers run, dip down. Uh, Patriots are going to have that dip down. But some teams are just that's it's is it the ownership is it the Redskins, Cleveland Browns, uh, Detroit Lions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What what is it from the outside looking in that you see that you I mean, cuz also and I'll say this, and I'll let you talk, sorry, I keep asking a question and I keep interrupting <laughs> you. How come the coach is always fired and never the GM who brings the person isn't, isn't fired? Like those are my best points.
0: Yeah, no, fair. I mean, I, I you know, honestly think that stuff stopped down. And I think even when we look at some of the, you know, we look at some organizations that, like, have famous people in front office or characters, if you will. Sure. Like the Jerry Jones or, you know, Al Davis, rest in peace.
1: Well, think, Al Davis, this new guy. Hey, let's. You're worth a billion dollars at least. Maybe just spitballing here. Maybe we get you a haircut, or we shave that fucking dome. Someone's got to look at him and go, "Bangs on dudes are dead."
0: Yeah. Oh, you know, Think about <laughs> like. I mean, think about this too. Like, uh, you know, uh, Donald Sterling, Donald Sterling versus uh, Steve Ballmer's. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Night and day. Night and day. Like, but I'll tell you, that oh. that different. You know what I mean? Even though I know you've had your. Your musings on yeah. bomber being a little too uh, <laughs> a little bit a little, a little bit too amped up, and maybe he's, I mean, uh, listen, maybe he does a little chalk talk.
1: You know, maybe he just he gets like a little Satan's dandruff. <clears throat> I don't know. You know, listen, I don't want to assume he does drugs. I'm just saying that he might be on one of my vitamins. Um, he, but I will say this too: as much as those guys laugh on that team, yeah, I've got to assume that there's a part of it that they respect, right? Oh, for sure, yeah that there's a part that they're like, but man, as weird as he is, and he's a weird, old, chubby, very rich white dude, as weird as he is, he's got our back. And he will spend money to bring the best things in for us. Absolutely, man. He's a
0: winner. And I mean, like, I think, you know, or he's passionate. Yeah. And he's passionate about the people and not just himself. You know, I mean, I think when we mentioned some of the other guys, um, it's almost more like how the Cowboys reflect on Jerry Jones and then, you know what I mean? Like I was, you know, I was just thinking that do you
1: think when you get that contract from Jerry Jones and let's say he writes you a hundred million dollar contract and you have a bad game, do you think he comes down? Do you think he shows you that paycheck and goes, do you really think you earned that today? Like I could see Jerry Jones doing that because Jerry Jones is about checks, not about people like Mark Cuban, is about people and then he writes good checks right and you can see that uh the new jersey nets right when um and i'm going to forget the guy's name he wrote this book he wrote this great marketing book it's experiential marketing book and mm-hmm. his uh his son is uh the coach of the um of the miami heat Spolstra, yes, oh, yeah yes. so Spolstra's dad is considered in sports marketing the best sports marketer in the world like there's nobody better than him he he brought the new jersey nets from giving away something like it was like 5000 tickets a month just trying to get people in mm-hmm. to their items, robes, towels, soap, conditioner, everything. Were the most stolen things in the NBA from a guest locker room than any other locker room in the NBA. Wow. And he decided that they were no longer a basketball team. They were entertainment. They were live entertainment. What era is this? Uh, this is right before they got bought by that billionaire. This is when they were bad.
0: So this is like Jason Kidd or like Deron Williams? Deron Williams. Okay, gotcha.
1: Before that though, he was at Portland. Okay. With Clyde. Now here's a fun fact. Portland had more sellout seasons during the Jordan era than the Chicago Bulls did. Fuck. Wow. I mean that's that's marketing.
0: Yeah, and the fact that that, I was just in Portland, (laughs) that city loves the Blazers. Loves the Blazers, right? And even in a way that's different than how it's even San Antonio loves the Spurs. Yeah, no, San
1: Antonio likes the Spurs. Uh, Portland loves the Blazers.
0: Yeah, and I mean, uh, it's almost a stranger love, you know what I mean? Because Portland's been consistently mediocre, for lack of
1: a better word. Sure. You
0: know, the Spurs...
1: Why why do you think they're mediocre? Because they do have great talent. Is that... Coaching, or is that environment? Because, and, I, and yeah. I do really mean that because Portland doesn't have that killer instinct mode.
0: I'd say Dame does, and I think CJ does, but I don't think they have. I'm talking about the city. Oh, the city. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Facts 100%. Yeah, I mean, the
1: city's like, dude, come in, hang out. Yeah, it's very... <laughs> I mean, it's,
0: it's probably more chill than Austin. Oh, way more chill, Even though yeah, it's, yeah. it's bigger and more spread out and stuff like that. Yeah, there's not a... Uh, Portland has no edge. No. Which is cool. It's a great place to... Be, I mean, I, ironically, the only place in Portland that has an edge is probably Nike headquarters in Beaverton. Beaverton right. It's some competitive...
1: Yeah, and, then, you know, and they create an environment there where it's like, we don't pay you well, but your next job is going to pay you a shit ton of money because we're Nike. Yeah. And very, we have to be... Better than anyone.
0: They're bringing in the mental equivalent of athletes. You know what I mean? Yeah. In terms of like people that are very, very driven, very win at all costs, and like super focused.
1: Um, <laughs> like you see the you hear the, the the stories of Jordan shooting two hours prior, lifting weights after a game, whether they won or lost, and you're like, oh yeah, that's Nike. Yes. You don't hear about that from. No offense, and I could be wrong, but you just don't hear about it from Reebok athletes adidas athletes nah I mean Under Armour a little bit because it's got that Baltimore edge
0: yeah and Tom Brady yeah yeah
1: and you've got some definitely cool shoes but then the, only the really low-level the noble whatever the CrossFit shoes are yeah. that's like the that's like it's like Nike all these great shoes that no one has a power they're, they're great athletes but they're not they don't have that kill mindset I mean when Kobe left the NBA, and he was with Adidas at the time, right? He
0: started his career in Adidas. Um, actually, I gotta give you, I'm reading this biography on him that's phenomenal if you haven't. Oh, dude. It. It's I will cool. steal it
1: from you when you're yeah, done, Yeah, yeah, I'm about yeah. halfway
0: through it. But yeah, he started his career in Adidas. Um, that's actually like, it goes about Sonny Vaccaro discovering him, and the in Adidas In Italy, th- right? Oh, uh, no, actually in Philly still. In or Philly like still? Camp. Yeah. Um, okay. Or one of the, like the Adidas ABCD God, camp. could you
1: imagine looking at him as a kid, and someone's like, he's gonna be great.
0: And that was the thing. And it was just like, <laughs> yeah. And, like, essentially, like, his Sonny Vaccaro's quest to find the next Michael Jordan mm-hmm. for Adidas because Nike spurned him was what made Kobe declare early and go right to league. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's... it's what? It's, ne- like, I mean, I was, you know... You know, if I could have grown an afro when I was 10 years old, <laughs> I would And I like Kobe that much. Um, but, the, you know, even... Watching his whole career work in this industry, I'm learning things about Kobe that didn't just wild do stuff. Do you do wild. you think this is all before he's even dribbled a ball on an NBA regular season game. Oh
1: shit! Yeah,
0: like this is like I don't know if you ever read the Pistol Pete biography. That's like yeah.
1: Pistol Pete is that yeah. him? His dad driving him to school. My favorite, my favorite memory of that book is him, his dad driving him to school, and he had to dribble the basketball. Yeah. He had to dribble, and if he lost it, he would get the basketball, and then he had to dribble walking to school. Snow, sleet, rain. Man, yeah,
0: Press lived up to his name,
1: dude. And then the fact that he was so far ahead—I mean, he was white chocolate before white chocolate knew what white chocolate was. Yeah. And he's hitting people in the hands with passes, and they're like, "But I didn't see it coming."
0: Yep. You're like, he's he's arguing with refs about getting called for travel here, he goes, No, you've just never seen that. Yeah. And yeah. like going after like the, game legit, and the phone. Yeah.
1: You've never seen this. No offense, James Harden. No offense, Jason Williams. Yeah. None of you pay respect openly to Pistol Pete.
0: or er, Jason does a bit. Jason does yeah, a bit? Jason does. Yeah, Jason does for sure, actually. Alan Iverson? Iverson?
1: No.
0: Um actually in the biography you're saying that uh or the Pistol Pete biography, they're saying like Michael Jordan met his kids at like maybe like Stop. 88 All-Star Game was like, man, your father was one of my favorite players. Stop. Like, yeah. They're like
1: getting goosebumps. I mean, that is.
0: Pretty sick. Yeah. And like that, you know, that. And his kids. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's the Mount Rushmore. And then, I mean, like I knew John Stockton always paid homage. He was like the Pistol Pete. I mean, that's the yeah. guy who taught you how to ball handle. That's yeah, the guy who taught you how to do something. And he was just literally, figured with the whole yeah.
0: basketball DVDs. You know, <laughs> yeah. like yeah, him in red. Like there's some, but I, mean, I guess VHS at that time. But yeah, he was just
1: the best. Yeah,
0: and I mean, it's it's still all checks out. It's not like, yo, know, these skills are dated or you can't apply them to the game today. Like yeah,
1: I mean, yeah. where the underhand shot left, the underhand free throw left, right? Yeah. Pistol Pete stuff is still, for lack of a better term. A little cutting edge. Yes, it's still a thing that's out there that every young point guard, every young kid wanting to be a point guard, dude, you got to watch that first. Watch it. It's like it's like saying, I mean, you know, and you look, we're watching a football movie. We're talking about basketball. Look at a football movie, and you're like, well, who do you look after? And I'm like, you you always have to first look at the West Coast offense. And you want to be a quarterback, look at that West Coast offense. Oh yeah, for sure. Short passes, running, screen plays, mid, long. It's kind of got everything, Yeah, heard one but one. it works you into a rhythm. Hand on, screen, short pass, flank, da-da-da-da. The first 20, 25 plays are scripted. It's just how it is to understand the defense. And you might be down 14-0 on the 23rd play and go, we're gonna go for it all here. And it's like, no, you're not.
0: Gonna keep, yes, Here course. we go,
1: stay the course. Mm-hmm. The math proves right. This shakes out. This works. And you know, I, I tell people I'm like, dude, you want to be a great quarterback? Of course you got to look at the Tom Brady's world. You gotta look at the Joe Montana of the world. You've you've got to look at, especially as the game changes and people all around become more athletic, right? Not only do you have to look at the, the Culpeppers of the world and the Cunninghams of the mm-hmm. world, but if you want to be a quarterback, you might also want to take an hour out of every day and watch every fucking great middle linebacker. Watch the oh, Ray yeah. Lewis's. You want to get better? Stop mimicking someone they've watched 100 times and start seeing how that person sees the world differently. Yeah, and what they haven't seen yet. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. You, know, you get too many people that come out and they're like, I'm going to do it just like this person. Well, you can't.
0: They've already been game planned for. Them. Yeah. And they're already them, so good luck at that. Yeah,
1: they're, they're <laughs> them, they've game planned, and they're evolving their game, and you're evolving your game based on old principles you're not looking saying i need to get this move so i can create the next move i mean i will give it up i think i'm not a hardened fan yeah every year that guy comes out with a certain a step back that looks like a travel and knocks the ball down every year he's got something different yes every year it's impressive you can hate the patriots all you want they game plan for everything there. Jim Harbaugh and the Baltimore Ravens, they just, they game plan not for you, they game plan for them. My, my my boss says this best, set standards, not goals. People who follow set goals. I wanna be like that. You wanna follow, fucking fantastic. Set goals based on other people's accomplishments. Good for you. Yeah. Or set standards, and guess what? You're gonna get a tribe, You're going to get people that follow you. You're going to get people that that want to embrace the creativity in what you're doing.
0: Yeah, they're going to get excited about that. They're
1: going to get. They have to. Yeah. But they have to get excited about it because they're goal setters, and there's nothing wrong with goal setters. Right. But if you want to do something different, you got to set standards. I like that. Lamar Jackson set standards. Joe Montana set standards. Tom Brady set standards. There are a lot of young players out there, two, three years in in any league, that have goals so they can set standards. I'm not saying you walk out seventh grade and like, I got standards, bitches. Yeah. Fall in line, right? But get to a point where you're setting them. I mean, make that your your mark. Make that your piece. And then everything else falls in line.
0: I believe that. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, the greats, you know, are all about. And doing a ride right every day, every time.
1: Yeah. And not and and understanding incremental success. Yes. Right? I mean understanding like there there are people and as, as a non, you know, as a guy who just hoops a couple three days out of the week, there are days where I have good shooting days and I'm happy about it. But there are better times when I get to keep playing the person and they score less and less. Oh yeah. Incrementally, right? Like I'm I'm dipping in. I'm taken out of their coffer a little bit. They might be able to still shut me down no matter what. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I've taken four points away from you this month. Two shots you would have done on me and now I'm taken away. Where's the spreadsheet, man? I want to <laughs> see what I look like on that. No, it's funny because <laughs> no. it's, like, it's like I look at certain guys and I know that if, if I stand away where I cut off their left and I make them just go right, I make them go to the center of the lane, I make them go right, and they shoot from behind their head or a little bit in front of their head. Top, I can let them beat me and still block their shot, or I can confuse, or I can, I, if I square them up, they can go left or right. If I force them to one direction, just one, I instantly created better odds for myself.
0: Yeah, and I mean that's the definition of incremental success. It's not like you just did, you know, 100 push-ups or something. You literally just changed your footing. Yeah, like. You just shifted your feet. <laughs> shifted like my, my footing did. and hips. Yeah, it do, it do, yeah, exactly. It doesn't
1: even mean you moved your feet after that. You're just yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. I stand up, and I, I see I see Jared coming down. He's a great athlete. He's a much better basketball player than me. And I make him drive to the middle every time. Mm-hmm. Go to the middle.
0: That's why I'm going wrong.
1: Yeah. You have to. It's like, I'm going to stand this way. You're going to run through me, or you're going to drive to the middle. But if you drive to the middle, I have help. And now Jared's a, a, an exceptional passer, and he will, if someone's open. He's one of the Sunday guys will take it? Yeah. Yeah. He's great, but it slowed him down a little bit. So yeah. now he's got to figure out me a little bit, and now it becomes a fun challenge for both of us because oh, he yeah. is a better athlete than me. He is better in all aspects of the game than me. But now I've made him think. And so I've accomplished something. Yeah, when you're thinking you're not doing it. Exactly. Yeah. And now you're passing away all of a sudden. And it's like, why is he standing here giving me a lame to the center of the court. See, because I've watched you play for the last five years, and nine out of 10 times, and you drive, you go, if you drive to the left or the right, it's a layup. If you go to the center, you do a pull up, and you shoot. It's like, okay, well, pull up and shoot. Great, well, then I know where you're stopping. I've got an area where you're going to stop. If I've got an area where you're stop, then I know that I'm just moving my feet here to defend here. I'm not trying to figure out where you're going. I'm trying to guide you somewhere where I know I have a reasonable chance to make some sort of defense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. One, two, A guarded mid-range jumper is pretty much the worst shot anybody can take. Yep. Like it's a good shot I'd say for you and maybe like Steven, like guys who have like good pull-up jumpers, that'd still take that shit over a three pointer that's worth more points. <laughs> yeah. Or or or, or yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, you gotta I mean gotta I think guys
1: guys shoot threes and they're like, oh well, but he can also drive. I'm like, okay, but where does he drive? Baseline. Alright, make him drive to the center. Yeah, make him do what they're uncomfortable with. Yeah. If you've never seen him do a layup down the center of the lane, stand so they have to do it. Yeah. Just who cares? What's the worst that happens? They score another fucking layup on you? Okay. Good deal.
0: There's nothing horrible about that, right? No, absolutely, yeah. You gotta you gotta you gotta enjoy your embrace the failure, because I mean it's like whatever like none of this stuff uh none none of this stuff lives beyond this other than just the experience of like okay that's what this looks like all right how do do i how do i do that next time
1: how do i do it next time exactly what um in your uh at your time to previous company and the time that you had there and everything that you did um who have been some of your favorite people you've talked to man i've been thinking about
0: that a lot and i mean it's cool because like I was watching the game last night, I was like, "Oh, I forgot." I interviewed Zion. Like, <laughs> yeah, I talked I talk to him, and I talked, I talked to him in high school. Great kid. <laughs> you talked to him. It's like I talked to this man in high school. Man, I tell you, so I talked to Zion in Fort Worth. I talked to him and Romeo Langford because they're like the two familiar players on the Adidas uh, Thank you tour. And um, man, that guy was more charismatic and media trained as a high schooler than half the pro athletes I've talked to. And that's not like diming on him saying like, oh, like, you know, he's like, he's just
1: more, he's prepared.
0: He's just prepared. Yeah. And he just gets it. And he has a really, a really natural charm and sense of stuff. I mean, almost like, you know, Michael Jordan, even though Michael Jordan wasn't like super media savvy at a young age, he clearly got more comfortable speaking and stuff, but like Shaq, like, just like. Dude, Shaq. Oh, you want to talk to me? Awesome. Awesome. Like, I can't wait. So,
1: um. Is it. Do you think. Like, I wonder. I mean, I, and, and I'm going to take Phil Jackson out of this equation. Yeah. The obvious differences, personality wise, between Shaq and Kobe Mm-hmm. was the reason that run didn't go forever and ever? Because they could have won five more titles.
0: Yeah, 110%. Like,.
1: But here's a guy who's like, I'm private. Mm-hmm. In fact, from a known source, when they did Laker parties, mm-hmm. and I know the person who hosted all the Laker parties, there was Shaq would go down to GA, to general admission, yeah. hang out, dance, spin, songs, yell at people, holler back. The other players upstairs, and then a roped off area upstairs with the players was Kobe.
0: I'm surprised Kobe's even at that party yeah, well,
1: but but, that, but that's the yeah. conditions for him to come to the party right it's like right. hey man it's not my thing and I think people hear that and they're like man, fuck that guy those are his teammates like, I don't think you understand that it's, it's not in his personality it's seen from the outside of me to go to that party Yeah. so it's like if, I'm, if I have to be here if my agent or whoever's making me come to these fucking after parties or one a month or whatever it is yeah no give me my fucking space like I don't want to be here And I don't mean that as I don't want to be here as a a knock. But I think people hear it as a knock. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. When it's strange to me too, because you wonder, I think Kobe always kind of gets the blame for that relationship because he's a much more closed off person. He's just uh, more aggressive mentally. And I definitely hear that. The more I read, it it seems like that. But at the same time too, I got to wonder, man, I love Shaq to death, but that cats always came at anybody that's um, been somebody that would share a spotlight or be in a similar vein. Yeah. Always. And eventually, like, obviously, like, him and Chuck, like, have a good thing and a good chemistry now and, like – But at the beginning, come on. At beginning, yeah, at the beginning. Or, I mean, even, like, the Dwight stuff or even, like, you know, every other, you know, star, there was at least, you know, kind of jabs, you know, Penny – you know, Nash, even sometimes, you know, like, him and Flash are cool. Who was,
1: like, who was the other kid that he took jabs at? Magic, great three-point shooter, who shit the bad they were up. Nick Anderson? Nick Anderson. Or Dennis Scott, one of the Dennis two. Scott. Dennis Scott, okay, yeah. Dennis Scott. Who He threw some jabs out for them losing that series. They were boys.
0: Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that was
1: interesting. It, real quick, I, yeah. I, I, guess I, I think this is important to the, to the Shaq thing. I want to ask him this. Is how much of that is personality? Mm-hmm. Of just him being him. And how much of that is his weird way of the same way? Like Kobe never forgets a score. Shaq's yeah. like, hey man, I love you. You're fucking shit in the fourth quarter. No one should give you the ball. And you're like, well, you just said you love me. I'm like, I'm like, it's so confusing like Shaq. Yeah. Whereas with Kobe, it's like that motherfucker just doesn't like it. And it's the same thing every time. It's a, every time. It's consistent. Yeah. It's sure. consistent. Like, can you beat me? Can you? Yeah. No? Shut the fuck up. Go work harder. Yeah. I'm here before you, and I beat you every day. How come you're not here before me?
0: Yeah, that MJ stuff. Yeah.
1: That MJ Whereas, Shaq's like, we should go out and get dinner. And then TMZ catches him outside eating dinner. He's like, well, I have to feed him, because who's going to pay this motherfucker after he shot so horribly we lost the NBA Finals?
0: Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that one of the things that was interesting to me is like, um. So apparently, like when Kobe was in high school in Philly, like that was there's all types of odd layers. But like Kobe, other than like being 100 percent hoop obsessed, like was into rap. Like he rapped and like had like a rap crew and rap battles. Really? Yeah. And I mean, like when he did this stuff, Shoot. like with like Tyra Banks or like Brian McKnight or rapping in Italian, yeah. like it just kind of seemed like. Yo, Ooh. this is just like uh, kind of like kid, you know. They're trying to turn him into a pop star, you know, which like made sense. But I'm like, how can him and Shaq not have minded over rap? You know what oh, I mean? Oh, I like, can. Oh, like I like To can. have something like just outside of basketball or like semi-competitive, semi-friendly, like.
1: Because I don't. Because I don't think Kobe's semi-competitive. I don't think he's semi-friendly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah. Like
0: that. <laughs> that, yeah that, that, that just about.
1: I don't think he's either one of those. And once again, I don't think it's a bad thing. But also, I think Kobe is trying to do what Jordan couldn't do, what every superstar couldn't do. The guy is speaking in foreign languages to foreign players sitting courtside all around the league. All around the league, he's like, oh, this guy speaks X, Y, and Z. Got it. And then starts talking shit to them in their native tongue. He is, if he could get past, once again, not knowing him personally, yeah. if he could get past his, his, his competitive nature as far as we know you're better, we got that. Yeah. But if you could get to figuring out how to pull out, like Phil Jackson did this great, right? He pulled your nuggets out that made you want to do more for Phil if Kobe already knows he's better, honestly, outside of some young players, no one's trying to play Kobe to beat him. Right? It's the honor of playing against Kobe. It's this. this. No one's, no one's playing to beat him. Well, if no one's playing to beat you, then you're not growing outside of your own drive. Right? Mm -hmm. So take that into business. If everyone, if no one's playing to beat you, then who's your competition? Well, now you're just trying to find a competition versus Bringing people around you, pulling their nuggets out yeah. to where they're the best. It might not be your best, like their best. Maybe showing up at different times, maybe whatever it is. But acclimating to other people's bests is not what I have the best. I am the best in the world mindset does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like he was
0: always, and I think that's with him getting into you know storytelling books. You know, sure. Mamba Academy. Uh, you know, coaching the girls. Like he was always.
1: He bought, he bought into what? A WNBA franchise, didn't he? That
0: would make sense based on the recent quote that's been going everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I, he's, well, he, like, he thought
1: Diana Taurasi could compete in the NBA. He's yeah. like, she's ready for the NBA. So Diana Taurasi, Elena and maybe Maya Moore, I'm not sure. I, I don't mean – and listen, I'm not – I don't know. Diana Taurasi's I mean, great, but Diana Taurasi runs a very, very specific offense that I don't know – translates well into a full NBA season. I think it translates yeah. well into an NBA game. Absolutely, yeah. Right? Dana Taurasi, an NBA game, if you gave her five games, one of those five games, she's scoring 30, hands down. You give her a season, sorry, sorry. It's because all I'm doing, like, here's a prime example. Yeah. Dana Taurasi comes in place, playing play against the Lakers, point guard to point guard, she goes against LeBron. Great, all I do is move LeBron to the post. I do screens to set up defense where she has to defend him, and I don't want LeBron to score. Actually, I don't even want LeBron to get the ball. I want him to lean on her for three quarters. Yeah. And then I want to leave her open for every jump shot of a 260-pound man who's been leaning on you for three quarters, make that shot. You've never done that. There is not an aspect of any part of your game in any part of your career that has had that agility, that weight, and knowing how to leverage that weight and agility on your body.
0: Yeah, at least not at a professional level, that frequency. No. like Who, yeah.
1: who in the WNBA is going to James Harden Who? That's why I'm saying like you can't say she's ready. I think she's ready for a game or two. I'm not saying she can't compete. But I don't think she's ready. I think there's a difference between being able to compete a couple of games and being ready.
0: Yeah, well, I, mean, I think there's two truths to it. I think you're right. I think she could, like, definitely, like, hang from, like, a basketball IQ and skill set. Sure. Um, uh, I think Kobe's probably trying to sell something, too.
1: Yeah, 100%. You know 100%. what I mean? Like, you know, like,
0: that's just, like, you know, to say a very bold statement. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's Kobe – don't, Kobe don't do or say anything he ain't <laughs> thought about a hundred times. You that's know true. what I mean? Like – but I do think I think you're right. Like I think Tarassi from skill set IQ and even to some degree from physicality could play point guard in an NBA game and hold her own. But to either if you are playing point guard, let's just look at two LA franchises. You got LeBron leaning on for you forty one games and P Bev, you know, checking <laughs> the yeah. full court and Sure and and all that. And what That's let's say a, and what who's your day off?
1: Tough. Is your day off Westbrook? Yeah,
0: fuck. I mean, I mean, who's your day, your day off? Day off, John Moran. Your day off, Luca. Like, oh, if your day off is
1: Luca, you the Fuck out
0: of here. Yeah, your day off is Aaron Fox. Is the, they <laughs> I mean, your, your your day off is the um, the G League cats they got in. Um, what you gonna call it? in uh in golden state right now yeah well that's gonna be stepping play next year so and that's not just true for diana that's true for anybody any, looking to play man or woman yeah you know what i mean like it's a very competitive any
1: any point guard coming in yeah you might want to look at luca and be like nah, you know what i'm gonna change power forward i mean yo, I'm, I'm not even being facetious here that's what ben simmons
0: does yeah he brings the ball court and if you know it's if it's a big guy on him take him on a dribble the small guy He'll literally bring the ball, you know, all the way up the court. And then and just start,
1: Or, or even yeah. start backing down yeah. from like 10 feet. Like He'll either kick it out and go to his position, right? Yeah. Or he'll instantly start backing down and make you double. Mm-hmm. I got You got a foot on him, a foot and a half, and you see that wicked turnaround jumper where he's straight up. Him and Luca both do that turnaround where they, they don't fade back. They just – they literally – it's almost like they're turning into the person. Yeah. Elevating. And then you see the release. And then you see the defensive hand and it's below the elbow it's like like you can't touch the elbow foul right and they're money free throw shooters what do you do and that's and those used to be like dirk was the anomaly of that Mm -hmm. and now you've got more and more people coming in i mean the greek freak coming just once again it's it's not a young man young woman anyone if you physically haven't figured out to evolve your game in a way, then I don't know that you're – I mean, you, people of yesteryear couldn't come back and play – Spud Webb's never – there's never going to be another Spud Web in the NBA. It's
0: unlike – yeah, it's very – I mean, that's even the thing. Like, I remember when, like, Tyler Eulis, who I love in Kentucky, was yeah. playing for the Suns. And, I mean, like, Ulis was the closest thing –
1: and the Suns ran that under six foot league for a <laughs> Oh yeah,
0: absolutely, yeah. Man, once they became pick and roll, they were just, you know They were fucked. Yeah, Ricky Ricky Rubio, Rudy Gobert, you know, pick and roll. He switched on Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gobert just taking the paint and like they're just literally picking on him. Yeah. You know, not to say that like he still couldn't find a way, but it's you know, even like, you know, Nate Robinson, all world athlete. All world athlete. You know, so it's really Yeah, and I mean, that's the flip side. I'm nothing for like, you know, uh, a lot of WNBA players just based on. I would almost say I think it would be easier for a big in the WNBA, ironically enough, like a Cambridge or maybe like Della Don, because theoretically there's nights off in the three or the four or the five. Oh, yeah. But at the point guard position, no. Man, there really ain't. There's just not. That's your general. Exactly. Um,
1: I mean, even if you're coming off the bench, you come off the bench, Diana. Oh, there's Ronda.
0: True. Although I'll say this: if Don is playing the two guard and she's got to check like KCP, Danny Green, Avery Bradley,
1: I don't know if she could check. Dan, Danny Green. I, I think, think
0: so. Yeah, I think she could chase some round screens. Like I think she's, I think she's savvy enough. I'm mean, granted, those screens are bigger screens <laughs> yeah. than in the WBA, but sure. Hey, I'd love to see it. You know what I mean? I I think it'd be cool. You know, what I mean, I think. Uh, and I'll say this: I think Adam Silver is for thinking enough. He'd give that shit a try. Oh, I think Adam would
1: give it. Up. You know, I think if if Adam opened up, but he didn't bullshit it. And do you like open up G League and then NBA? If you just opened up NBA and he's like, you yeah. know what? Listen, WNBA. We are. If he did it two ways, and I really do believe this. Yeah, if he did it two ways. If he if the if the NBA subsidized the WNBA to get those women more paid. Even matching the pay they get in Europe, which is like 4x what they get here, right? Just match what they get in Europe. Mm -hmm. And then also open the door and say, by the way, if you want to come over and get on an NBA roster when your season's done, I I can't let you take your talents away from the WNBA. But if you want to play in the NBA, doors open.
0: Heck yeah, that'd be sick.
1: That would now,
0: that would be something, right? And that would leverage to the WNBA. Oh, this is the girl that, like, you know, she was the last cut from the Hornets. Yeah, like, like she gave me League Mon- Monk, you know, fits in, you know, tryouts. They gives them something to talk about. For sure, that yeah. matches
1: the two. Mm-hmm. You can't do the G League. Fuck the G League. Listen, as soon as as soon as it becomes standard practice that every college is paying a kid, then the G League becomes relevant, right? Because then the G League's like, hey, because then the G League is trade school. For sure. Watch it. Have you ever been in a G League game? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Because yeah, you have the buddy who uh, works for the uh, Austin Spurs. Yeah. I mean, it's – uh. Not bad. Man, I think it's a fantastic product. It just doesn't have the sizzle. Like, or it doesn't have – it takes a – you have to live in the area, know somebody on the team or love basketball in a really strange way to make the commute to get out there. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, that's one of the things, you know, we talked about, like, especially like, we're in this era, era now with, like, with the ball is life, you know, the, you know, who mixtape, like, all this stuff, like, one, high school players are more skilled, more exciting and have, are doing new things because they have cameras on them. Sure. Like, basketball is creative again. Like, for mm-hmm. a while, when all these kids were doing AAU 365 days a year. They turned into robots, man. They did. It was, and so we're saying, like, say if, like, you know, you take, like, a couple years ago, if, you know, instead of Zion going to Duke, you know, he plays on a G League team, or Mac McClung doesn't go to Georgetown, he plays for a G League team, or, you know, I mean, shoot, if if Lamella Ball would have played in a G League team rather than Australia, you know. He's doing so good in
1: Australia. He's killer, man. He's, like. Way better than Lonzo. Yeah, I mean, just. I honestly, he's got a better shot. He catches in rhythm better. Better score, no doubt. He's a better score. I think he's a better. I think he has a better understanding of the game. Only because also, and let's give credit to Alonzo for this. He saw his brother stumble. Right, the
0: youngest brother is almost always the best in any family, just because they have. They get beat up on the most. Yeah, exactly.
1: Now, all right. So I'm the G League. Mm -hmm. Come to you, Ian. Say, Ian. Obviously, NCAA kicks our ass. Yeah. We've got money from the NBA. We've got money from Gatorade, all of the G League. But we are – we're just not – there's there's not a thing here. To your point, if it's not local. It's not a local guy or gal. If it's not this. It's not that. What do we do to make the G League better? What do you tell them? I mean you really
0: got to like maximize the star power and the following of these high schoolers that would forego college to play in the G League. Like okay. if you're – Like say, like I say, now what?
1: And what brings the draw of the G League better than looking at once again at at a ball kid, right? Yeah, playing over in Australia gets lots of love, international love, gets to travel the world, you know, gets paid, sponsorship deals, and then there's the G League, which it almost seems like is, no offense to the G League, it's a high school equivalent, equivalency exam. It's like, did you get your GED?
0: Yeah, no. Well, I mean, I think that's a tough thing because when you look at, like, let's say LaMelo Ball. Yeah. So the markets where there's enough of an appetite for basketball and buying power, the same ones that the pro franchise eclipsed it so much that it makes it tough. So say this, Sue. Say LaMelo Ball stays local. He plays for, I'm blanking the name of the Lakers. What's the Lakers G League team? Do you know? Shit, I have no idea. It's tough. So, like, if LaMelo Ball.
1: They play in Long Beach, though, don't they? I think pop. they do, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, I wonder if they put the convention center there. <laughs> they, they do. Really oh, nice. Um, so, which, honestly, I think is a good thing, because if he's in L.A., I mean, shit, the Lakers have made the Clippers look like a G League team. <laughs> Just on fan base. Like, I was, when I went to... Uh, you, I,
1: you can still get Clippers. With all the talent the Clippers have, you can still get Clipper tickets any day you want. And they're Laker cold, home game? Man, when I was... Get the fuck out of here.
0: Bro, so when I went to... um. What call it? Um I got to see Team USA play uh, Spain in an exhibition game. In oh Anaheim. shit awesome. Totally different, man. I mean those Spain boys can really go. Being able to hand check, doing all this stuff, like And that even, hero step they have is long. Dude, yeah, man, like Kimmel Walker, tightest handle of the game from the Bronx, you know, Benthers, like they were getting his crawl. Like he looked shapier than usual. So like that was interesting. But one of the things is so it's in Anaheim and you know, Timeouts, you know they're going through the thing, sure. you know, kids dancing. I shit you not, kids, young people like kids Harper's age are getting booed worse wearing Clippers jerseys than kids wearing Celtics jerseys. Stop! I shit you not, man. And and it's, that
1: rivalry with the Celtics is fifty years old, forty years old. Yeah,
0: much, and it's actually a
1: rivalry. Yeah, it's a you legit I mean? rivalry. Like, we, I mean, that came down to NBA finals legit no offense to the clippers when was the last i mean they're still not legit to me because they haven't won anything fair they're still not legit
0: yeah and I, yeah they haven't even maybe what won conference finals in the last 100 years ever yeah yeah yeah, exactly, yeah. i don't even know if they got to the conference finals no fair. they
1: didn't because they uh, they won to get to the conference finals and they lost they've never been in, in an nba championship for sure
0: yeah I guess what I'm getting at is, so say Lame, if you're in LaMelo Ball and you didn't do the overseas thing and you have your eligibility. Sure. And you can either go to UCLA, yep. USC, which would be sick. Yeah. But not get any they're money. They're gonna pay you. Yeah, they're that one mom pay you. went to yeah. jail,
1: but she would've paid you. Yeah, exactly, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stay in the full house suite. Um, That's right. But, you know, not getting any money, um, not be able to decide what shoes you wear. Sure. Um, you know, all this stuff, and I mean, don't get me wrong, like, that's still like a big look, like March Madness, ESPN coverage, mm-hmm. things of that nature, although that's been democratized because the social media and the internet, like, you can, yeah. the eyeballs are other places, you go to the G League, you play for the Long Beach team, the moment you sign, But well, who knows you? That's the thing, these kids know, like, I heard an Adidas exec when LaMelo was 14 say, he's the Justin Bieber of basketball. Granted, a lot has changed, you know what I mean? The narrative for the Ball family, stuff like that. Yeah, I'm
1: going to blame that dad for all of that.
0: For sure. But, like, if, you know, I'll say this, like, as a basketball fan, if Lamelo Ball, um, Zion Williamson, uh, you know, Mack McClung, like, three guys who have, like, a social following, a buzz, exciting games, sign with a G League team, and the moment they sign, you can buy – now that the NBA is Nike, you Mm -hmm. can buy – their G League, their first jersey ever, let's say $75, that's about, 70, You know, even if it's, you know, you make it cheaper, 50 to $100, that's sure. like the price of a replica jersey. From their Instagram bio, and these kids have followings in the millions, and they're getting, say they get even like a 5% royalty or whatever. Sure. They're gonna get some coin from Jump. The yeah. G League's gonna get exposure, like I'm saying, like, with these young people, like, so play you, them, you play so the merch game. If, sure. Yeah, I
1: was gonna say. So, if you're gonna if you're looking at the G League, you're looking at three things, right? One, let's give you an education on social media and figure out how to make yourself better, mm-hmm. how to show yourself in the best possible light. Blah, 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 blah. Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter, TikTok, whatever. Let's 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 give you for the G League for each team a social media manager that that you get. A, that with, let's say there's 30 players yeah. on the on the team, right? You get your star players that you meet once a week, your lower people you meet once a month. You're like, hey, you guys, build this up, do this following, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. I'm going to report your metrics to every one of our sponsors that sponsor the LA team or this or that or the other producer. Matt! Look at this guy, man, coming in strong. Oh, appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah, I'll do one more. Could I, I do another man. one as well, Absolutely. sir? Absolutely. I'm so thirsty today. Um, so you've got that. Mm-hmm. But the social aspect you have to do. And then in the middle, of course, you have the work you have to do to be better. And then I think on the end, what I'm hearing you saying is also is that then the G League almost has to create without a studio, Mm -hmm. their own kind of sports center that highlights all these great plays happening in the G League. Like I've I've gone, I watch basketball highlights. I'm on the basketball highlights algorithm for Instagram. (laughs) Yeah, same, yeah. I've never seen a G League page... Highlighted, promoted, or featured to me. And you know the flip side? Not gone to it, to Thank you. Oh man, more peanut butter. Here's hey, it. Tom Segura, Here. suck a dick. We were doing this months ago. <laughs> so, <the> flip- <laughs> Screwball's like, and hey, probably don't need that promotion. We're good, guys. We're good. Hey, hey, guys, guys, love your fire, love your passion, love what you're doing. Maybe you don't tell Tom Segura to suck a dick. Okay. Bye. Josh Potter.
0: <laughs> so, oh man, I, I know we're the throwbacks. Yeah. We're going um, penitentiary. At first, I thought um, Sinbad was uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson.
1: Dude, Sinbad, <laughs> how many times is <laughs> Neil? How many, how many times is Sinbad? Oh, oh, by the way, Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Is like he was like in, he was he was in front of like a like a planetarium? Looking yes, thing. he was. So I was
0: like, oh, maybe this is. Yeah. And how
1: many times has Sinbad? Uh, you know, he's, he's died. Well, quite a few times, right? I mean, like, every day he's like, comes out, he's like, I'm a, still a touring comic. I'm not dead. And they're like, oh, let's change your Wikipedia back to your live Sorry, Sinbad. <laughs> the fuck, man? He was hilarious back in the day. I love Sinbad. Yeah, he was a character, man. Still is, I'm sure. So is there a G League Highlights Instagram page?
0: I'm sure. Sh- there should be if there's not and I'll say by this, the way like, there's
1: one fan of necessary reference going thank god they referenced the fucking movie once
0: yeah right, right? Yeah.
1: Sinbad by the way you can do a whole series on him
0: yeah man about you Sinbad. might have to say like yeah sponsored by Screwball and Gatorade just so there's <laughs> Screwball a of a break, Gatorade yeah.
1: sponsored by Sinbad folks when you think your favorite afro American comic is dead <laughs> let me let you know he's alive he's touring and he's funnier than ever Sinbad
0: that'd be sick if he did like a, like a Big Red commercial Ooh. you know kind of like how they got like justin Greeny doing yeah, like yeah, the yeah shit with uh dr
1: pepper you know what he should do because they have this in la hey sinbad i'm going to tag you on this but this is what you do sinbad this is what he does everyone's been talking about his death any comic who's had their their death publicized and they haven't died more than twice you do this you do a comedy tour which you only perform in cemeteries
0: oh yeah you motherfuckers like, think i'm dead? dead bam here Man, and, like, if you had it, like, sponsored by, like, a life insurance company yep. or, like, something like exactly. that, yeah, that'd be sick. Get in there. And then it's,
1: like, all the life insurance company asks is what? Is an email address from you, a legit email address in your name. You do that. They've got, what, a 1,000 people show up for a show. Tickets are 20 bucks. Boom, boom, boom. You do it at the cemetery. You call it – you have some fun with it. I mean, celebrate People want to think you're dead? Go hang out with dead people. Yeah, the only
0: thing is, like – if you're, let's say, especially, like, a more conservative person or, like, had a family member with an <laughs> untimely death and, like, Sinbad's talking about whatever, like, literally on your yeah. grave. <laughs> Just standing over, a, standing over Nana. Yeah, oh, look at this dead motherfucker. Like, yeah, <laughs> he died young. Yeah, he ain't shit. Like, you know, that's – I don't know. That could uh that could ruffle some feathers. That but could. On the G League highlight stuff, the irony is, the last time I went to a G League game – um, Jordan and i's friend, Travis Bader, our mutual friend. Yeah, yeah. Guy broke J.J. Reddick's three-point college record. I went to go see him play. And around that same time, the Spurs had um, uh, the dude with Miami, from Miami with the, the wild hair. Oh, shit. Who is that? Awesome player. I can't Yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, um,
1: you know what Walker. Love oh, yeah. Because you know, you know who I was thinking of that I knew it wasn't right? Yeah, it was Birdman. Oh, man. Because he played Miami.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, well, Miami Heat. Miami Heat, Miami, yeah. Yeah, Miami Hurricanes. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. But anyway, like Lonnie Walker's playing this. Kid who played at Michigan State. Yeah, he's. I mean, I tell you, in a court full of athletes, he still stands out. He looks different, and not just because like he has like unique haircut. No, he's
1: he's he's freakishly quick. Yes. Right. I mean. His cuts to the hoop are a little bit out of control. It's like his heels have never touched
0: the ground in his life, man. Like, he
1: doesn't have that gravity effect. Like, you see those people, right? They yeah. move, they take a step, and they glide through, and you're like, oh, gravity doesn't affect you like it affects yeah. My fat ass.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> and the thing is, like, there were more alley-oops or highlight plays in that game than any NBA game I've ever been to. Really? Yes. Yeah, it's a, I would say the G League is... High school access, college speed, and NBA talent. Like, it's very – it's an explosive game. Like, it's fast-paced. It's not like – it's not a bunch of, like, you know, guys our age who are like, fuck, I'm just trying to get back to the NBA or i hate being here. It's a bunch of kids who are hungry, who are young, and, like, it's cool. So
1: where in your mind – oh, better question for you. Based on your previous job Mm – how come NFL players don't get shoe deals? Like I never see someone go, oh, did you see Tom Brady? Signed the Under Armour cleats deal. Fuck, dude. Range, slow, sleep, inside, outside. He's got he's got the transitional cleats, they do this, they do that, yeah. like the, the NFL almost triples
0: True. Yeah. what
1: the NBA does. Mm-hmm. It almost triples what the NBA does. Do you think? The commissioner of the NFL looks, sees all all of the shoe companies, all of the Instagrams, all of the companies that make money off the shoe companies and who wears the shoes and signing days and who's getting the Jordan deal and who's getting this. And they look and they're like, we can't get a highlight. There's not a fucking shoe deal to be had.
0: Well, there's a few reasons. Okay, uh, talk to me, Goose. I mean, the biggest reason is uh, you can't wear cleats to the mall. And you could, but it might not go well. It's true. You know what I mean, um, the Sean of, Sean
1: Sean White just rolling through the all in snow boots like they sponsor man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, I mean he probably
0: pull that off. Um, you know, an in store, you know, zoomies or something. But um, he's just
1: handsome though. That's another handsome motherfucker.
0: Yeah, I mean he's a, he's a charming cat. You know, he uh he, he played the redhead card well. That didn't always work out. You know, true. he's the um, best.
1: Andy Dalton, take notes. Yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, but um, I, so. I think it's true for all leagues. But say this, so like Nike took over the NFL in what 2014, 2013? 2014,
1: 2013. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And part of part of the the way the deal was structured was if a brand outside of Nike Wanted their um, their logo to be shown on the cleats on the field. They had to, play, sure. they had to pay a certain amount. Oh, hey. So like even when, like RG three has like his dynamite rookie season. Yep. He's an Adidas athlete. If you go through Getty Image and look at all the pictures, you won't see any stripes. They're like a black on black cleat. Even say Jordan Brand, who's like under the Nike, uh, you know, the umbrella. Yeah. They were still savvy enough to save the money, even when it's just like next door. And I mean, things have changed a little bit since. And say we're not going to put the jump man on the game cleats because we'd have to pay. We're just going to put our athletes in cleats of uh, the Michael Jordan shoes that are so distinguishable in design that we can color block them that everybody knows what they are.
1: Then why wouldn't you like? I mean, my 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 brain is always like, well, then how do I work around this? For sure, yeah. And, and I look and topic. I look and I look at the top hundred NFL players, the top twenty NFL players. That yeah. Everyone knows their name. I don't know if Richard Sherman's a top 20 value, well, mm-hmm. Richard Sherman, Tom Brady, whomever, right? Like, I don't know why. It's so good. <laughs> I know, dude, that peanut butter whiskey is yeah, so it's good. Problem. You sit down and you're like, hey, and you just do a split screen. On game day, I wear these. But on my days, I wear these. Sponsored by Nike, Adidas, whatever yeah. it may be, right? Where <clears throat> they're just like, because You look at like, I mean, Bose did this beautifully, right? I mean, Bose created a lifestyle brand for the NFL when lifestyle brands didn't exist for the NFL because they're like, oh, they wear helmets. You can't see their faces. Oh, people only know their names when they're in their their jersey colors. Oh, this. Bose dispelled that myth. But it seems like shoe, and especially with athletes, right? And you know more athletes Mm -hmm. than I do. Foot problems is a big thing. Yeah, for sure. A comfortable shoe is a big thing. Yet the only people I see getting shoe deals are retired NFL people that are doing Skechers, Skechers commercials yeah. like they're fucking 50-year-olds. Can't wait to get on the cruise. And by the way, they might as well wear a fucking Tommy Bahama shirt and just call it a whole <laughs> fucking day.
0: Yeah, it's a sick outfit. It's a sick
1: <laughs> outfit, right? It's like, uh, my shorts are a little short, but their cargo. Got a lot of pockets. Yeah. Time Bahama, of course, all silk. You know, Very boxy, stylish, yeah. And uh, in case you guys are wondering, Skechers. My feet hurt. I'm 50, and I'm um, Terry Bradshaw. I know Terry Bradshaw's like 100, but still, I mean, it's just, its I don't understand, like, there's a lifestyle angle to them that, honestly, who's captured the lifestyle angle of all the popular guys? Russell Wilson, Levi's. Tom Brady, Under Armour, all day long, all day strong. Um, also, the Mount Rushmore of men. Not of, he's not, listen, he's not the greatest quarterback ever. He's the Mount Rushmore of men. He's the only guy who's won, he's, he's the only guy who's won more Super Bowls than he's lost. Yeah. Right in a, in a win lose comparison, right? He's one of the mm-hmm. few that's won more than he's lost. He's impregnated two supermodels. More importantly, well, the one supermodel was pregnant. He got the other one pregnant. Divorced a pregnant supermodel to marry another pregnant supermodel.
0: I mean, yeah, that's like, sure.
1: There's a knock that he makes out with his son.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I remember. Yeah, we yeah, 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 yeah.
1: But it's it's the whole it's the whole thing of like that's a lifestyle brand. Under Armour's kind of it's Under Armour, right? it's kind of yeah, got yeah, him under exactly. wraps. Yeah. Okay, but I still have. So I got Russell Wilson and I got him. Handsome devil, I don't see him doing anything. Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh-huh. Good looking guy. Yeah. Right? Stefan Diggs. Throw anything his way. He's got some dumb commercial where everything sticks to his hands. Oh, right. But it's like a. Is that all-state? Diggs or is
0: that DeAndre Hopkins?
1: No, it's, it's Diggs. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Hopkins should have one. I mean, Jesus yeah, Christ. Adidas, yeah, he's an Adidas athlete. He's an Adidas yeah. athlete, but Adidas has a whole. My point is that all of these companies have a lifestyle brand. Yes. Lifestyle, why is lifestyle conducive to NBA and not to NFL?
0: Um, I'd say just like exploring. You're the expert. Yeah, no doubt. Well I mean
1: No doubt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I mean uh, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> not, you know, um, I like, like you're that no, was, no, yeah. no 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 no, no 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 Jason <laughs> Hold my drink. Do not drink it. You hold my drink and drop some knowledge. No, I love it. I love yeah, it. I love you.
0: I guess so. Basically, this. So, NFL 16 games a year, NBA
1: 82 games a year. Um, what covers more time, though? NFL or NBA? I mean, the NFL spring. is August to February. Right? So, I got March, April, May, June, July. I got five months. NBA is October or November.
0: Um, October, late
1: October. October, now, yeah. to July. Now. Yeah. So I got or October to June, right? We have July, yeah. August, September. Into late. Uh, we're we're, we're on wait, the did, fence.
0: Good way to do the reverse math on that. You math? like that? <laughs> yeah. You know,
1: it has some issues otherwise. Yeah. I got to do my hand for those you can't see. That's all of you. Uh, I counted with my fingers because I'm an idiot. Uh, so we almost have the same time period. The NFL has way more money behind it. True.
0: But I'll say this. You, so NBA player, you see their face, you see their feet 82 times a year um, on and off the court. And you always see their face and you always see their feet. And the NBA has been really savvy in terms of leaning into, yo, the tunnel is a fashion show. So, like, the lifestyle eyeball is there mm-hmm. on ESPN, on Instagram, all this stuff.
1: I watched LeBron James going to that New York Knicks game, and I was just like, well, I mean, someone hit a kaleidoscope. Yeah, absolutely. I it's- mean, that motherfucker walked—listen, and also, he can pull it off. When you are in shape and you are famous and you want to create a look, Cam Newton, mm-hmm. LeBron James, anyone can do that. Because they are who they are. Right. Right. And the Camden's another one. And that motherfucker gets free hats from the number one hat company in the world. Yeah. But the hat company promoted it, not him. Hat company's like, by the way, those are our hats. And SportsCenter did a profile Honest on hats. on yeah. those hats. Uh, big big feet, big giant big, the the custom dress shoe company in Portland, Oregon, that every NBA player gets their dress shoes from. They're size twelve and above. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm oddballs is it oddballs is that, i think it's oddballs i used to drink there we okay. used to do a thing in portland where we'd uh every saint patrick's Day, o'brien's to oblivion we started yeah. o'brien's and we'd bar crawl 15 bars in 12 hours 30 drinks mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah not good for your health we'd nah. stop by oddballs we'd go in there we'd hang out in fact hold on let's think so he is in school so father john is in school god bless him yeah oh yeah, yeah. um Michigan, yeah. He, he played professional basketball in a lot of places but he also uh, he played in Portland he played with um, with um, Stodomar.
0: oh David Stoudemire?
1: yeah he would um, oh, we're, hey hey folks in case you're wondering what's going on I'm calling father John we're gonna see the answers because we're gonna ask him about what the name of the shoe place is you got to figure this stuff out in real time because I'll forget in post-production I don't edit the podcast but I put stuff on and then I try to add notes yeah. Oh, (laughs) hey, buddy, what's happening? Hey, you're on the podcast right now. Uh, I'm here with my buddy, Ian. Uh, What's up, guy? Ian is a baller shot caller and tolerates me on the basketball court. Hey, um, we're talking about the NBA versus NFL and how NBA really embraced lifestyle and NFL doesn't embrace lifestyle. And one of my favorite spots where I used to go drink, where you used to buy shoes in Portland, Oregon. What was that place called? i shoes. On not... You go. got it right. John, yeah. I was questioning my I don't know why I question myself. When I've, when I've had some mad honey in the morning and then a couple of pro vigils, I don't know why I question my brain. I don't know why I should question my brain.
0: Never question your brain or Bruce Dickinson.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or the big dick bandit, wherever he may be. <laughs> I'm going to get you a shirt that says that, and you can wear it to class. BDB, well, and then underneath in real small letters, maybe in like Egyptian hieroglyphs, so you're gonna have to translate for kids. It'll just say Big Dick Bandit. Oh well, yeah. man! Oh, I love it. That's trouble. It is, well, it's issues coming over. <laughs> nice. All right, hey, listen, we're gonna get on with um. We're by the way, all we've taught. We're watching Necessary Roughness. Ian and oh, I, I are. Don't like it. Oh it's no, bad. hold on! You're not gonna like this part. Uh, producer Matt is the best. We're drinking. Um, we're, hey, how are you? Hi. You want to come in? Hi. That's the that's the guy you need to talk to. Sorry, we're doing a podcast. Um, so we're doing uh, we're doing necessary roughness, and all Ian and I have talked about the whole time is basketball. I say well done. <laughs> I say well done. All it does is prove my point that basketball is a lifestyle sport you can talk about, and football is is a sport that you you engage in but you're literally engaged for 12 hours on a sunday and then you're disengaged you're your yes. unless you're just like a super fan unless you're a super yeah. fan and if you're a, a, a super BNC, fan you're, football geek. you're a super and fan you're I'm buying hoodies football and football t-shirts guys. now i'm shoes. it's true but also and, and hey john i'll ask you this and then i'm going to hang up with you but i'm going to ask okay. Kathy or oh, showing an upside down version of kathy ireland Remember when she was hot? Still is. She just sells weird shit on Groupon. Um, Why is it that the NBA has, why is it that the NFL doesn't have lifestyle shoe brands for their top 20 people? Yeah, they're and they're really weird with their shoes. Like you can't, custom, <laughs> like I remember Marshawn Lynch used to get fined for having gold bottoms of his shoes. It's like, why? What do you care? Um, yeah, because the, I think the NFL, they make so much money in other areas that they just don't care. Like they just they've never needed to. Yeah. Where the NBA, you know, you don't have as many
0: people going to a game. You've got to find other ways to make money. So. You get you gotta diversify a little bit more.
1: The NFL has just been so profitable; they haven't cared. John, uh, w- one last thing: Do you consider yourself the Sinbad of Utah? <laughs> I mean, that's high praise. <laughs> uh, I, am, I am naturally a humble man. Um, are you more yeah. the Are you more the John Holmes of Utah, or is that like next year? next year this year's so bad I'll take it nice well listen Kathy Ireland and her great high waisted shorts say hello and um, yeah brother we will uh, listen man I love you I'll talk to you soon okay love you too alright bye bye so one of the funny things is and uh, a hard transition but I want to make this transition because I feel like I owe an apology to some people not an apology you guys did something wrong, you didn't know you did it wrong. Stand-up comic, used to live here, lives in LA now. Stand-up comic who came here, lives in LA. Stand-up comic who lived in Houston, who's out in LA. I've been very fortunate to talk to. I literally have very, very funny people on this podcast yeah. that that make me seem like a person who's playing checkers when when they're when they're playing 3D chess <laughs> with with the Matrix, right, and, and hanging out. But it was funny because I was I was joking around I, um Doug Mellard, who just did Fart Safari Two. I want to say we're texting back and forth, right, and we're we're goofing off, and it's just it's it's so funny because I you know at first I'm like, hey Doug, I'm sending him stuff. He's like, oh dude, uh, thanks for the Instagram. Like I forward him Instagram stuff. He's like, thanks. I'm in LAX. It's not loaded. Now a normal person goes, oh, well that sucks. But I'm like, oh, I have Doug's cell phone number. So then I shoot him a video and send it to him knowing that video, that nothing's loading at LAX. Oh, fair, But I still text him the video. My friend, Lori Siegel, she was on CNN. She was the head of technology for CNN. She's amazing. She's got her own company, Dot Dot Media. She's epically smart. She understands technology and knows how to question people in a way that is I mean, it's Joe Rogan-esque the way she can run an interview. The fact that her podcast is only like an hour long, frustrates the shit out of me because it could more. be seven hours long yeah. because the way she dissects, Jesse May Palooza traveling comic does amazing stuff. I have their cell phone numbers probably shouldn't. They're busy, legitimate artists. Two artists and, and I mean, an information giver that is above reproach. And I will text them once a week. Hey, how, video text. Like, Lori, t- turn me on this, I, I want your insights on this. Yeah. I, I, so, these crazy people are like, oh, no, 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 we, we do this thing, and they respond back because they're idiots, which empowers me to talk to them more, for sure. Um, but Lori had this beautiful thing, dot dot media, uh, Lori Siegel, first contact. You guys check it out. It's, it's, it's my, my new favorite podcast. I listen to Rogan first, I listen to that second. It, in case you guys are wondering, I listen to this tenth. I always listen to the <laughs> podcast, but you know, bad noise, background, everything, me forgetting shit. And listen, still love this podcast. But Lori is, uh, she does this thing. She's like, oh, you know, text messaging has this weird thing. She interviews the CEO and he's like, Oh, well I do voice or video. So I reach out to Lori on the perfect day. Like, I don't know how sometimes you like you're throwing darts Uh and it hit the times. Perfect. Yes. She had just gotten a bad review on her podcast, which I love. And I sent her a video message where I'm recording myself saying, Hey, this is what I love. So I love it. We're coming to South by, we should hang out. We do this whole thing. Doug Mellard, I'm listening to his podcast. He can't upload videos that I'm sending him to Instagram. And his grandma passed away. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, your grandma, dude, I'm just listening to this now. I'm a couple days behind your podcast. I'm so sorry. Now, mind you, obviously not the best interviewer because I've been talking for the last three minutes, (laughs) asking a question. I did the same thing with Doug on a video chat that I sent him that he cannot upload because he can't even upload Instagram right now and I give him a two minute long video about how great he is and how I'm sorry you lost your grandma and I've got a grandma at the same age da da da, da. Jessie Mae Peluso, I blow her up all the time she finally texts me back. She's like so how are you I'm like, ah, thank you. Yeah. and how are you and she's like Jesus Christ This is just like a, a, a tidal wave of information craziness I mean it's it's one of those things and I, and I bring all this up because you're talking about how your previous job you were connected Mm -hmm. and what connection means. Yeah, absolutely. And in a position where you can almost literally vault someone up a little bit. You can give them a little push. Mm -hmm. Like if you're under the hoop, right? You can put your hands down. They can step up. They can dunk the ball now. What does that pressure feel like when an up-and-comer who maybe you've profiled for your previous, done done some stuff for, talked to, is got your cell phone and they're texting you and they're just like, hey, by the way, I'm wearing felt shoes tonight. And you're like, okay. I'm like, nah, send me a picture. And you're like, great, maybe I could see it here. And you're like, well, it's taken from your phone and we have a standard. Yeah. How, how do you deal with that? How did you deal with that pressure of famous people coming to you to become more famous based on the platform that you worked for?
0: Oh yeah, great question. I mean, that's something that I definitely... Um,
1: Probably could have shortened that up, right? <laughs> man,
0: I, know, it's, it's good living, man. I, I didn't know. I didn't know it was going to go that way. You know, I mean, that's something that, um, you know, honestly, I was blessed where I got some, especially from like one of my other, like my other uniform boss, Allison, you know, there was an artist that I used to do a lot of work with that they felt... Was trying to kind of use the platform to do a little too much. And, and
1: did you so we, introduce that artist at uh, South by Southwest?
0: Ah, uh, no, he was never on one of our like showcases or anything like that. Oh, nature. so that
1: that's different. Yeah, so like you know, nothing. I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. That's why. Yeah, I, listen, yeah, no guys, worries. I'm being vague sometimes because I have insider baseball that you guys don't get or have, and it's it's. I never want to accidentally throw someone under the bus. It's not like this is a big platform, but nonetheless, no one needs shade where no shade is not given for sure yeah no absolutely
0: yeah and I mean for me it's one of those things where I always kind of just use my gut as a fan I was like yo if I really believe in this person and they're doing stuff to like help us out sure I'm gonna do all I can and the same you know they were able to kind of like sometimes like slap the wrist and say hey like there's this person who's a way bigger artist we've had to say no to and I know their relationship and I was like Oh shit! Like all you had to do was say that, like that, like yeah. Then that sets the that, barometer, yeah, right? Yeah, sets the barometer. And I mean, you know, the flip side too. You know, artists, managers. You know, yo, can I get on the site? And just kind of putting on them, like you kind of got to do this or be here to get that. You know what I mean? Sure. Like you know, like you know, I'm a nice guy. I'll give anybody a chance. But at the same time, too, like
1: where's where's the love reciprocated? Yeah,
0: or just like you know. Hey, you know, this is a this is a business, so this has gotta be something good for us too. Or like, you know, hey, you gotta you kinda gotta get your like you gotta get your own cloud up, you know what I mean? Or you gotta like if if you want if you're say a musician and you wanna mm-hmm. be profiled on nice kicks, um, you better be making noise on the music blogs,
1: you know what I mean? Like sure. Remember you know, we I'm talked not, about Jafar yeah. Jackson? He was going to come for oh, South yeah, By. Yeah. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. the Neverland movie came out, was featured at South By, and
0: he was like, <laughs> hard pass. Yes, yes, yeah, <laughs> Tommen, yeah. No, absolutely, I do remember that. <laughs> it
1: was I'm, like, because you're like, hey, Jay, is he still coming out? And I was like, huh? And then you sent me the text message, you're like, this movie's featuring at South By. Are you sure he's still, because we had a whole day oh, planned with that, you guys. That would
0: been somebody else who would have sent that text. I, no, I you, you personally
1: that. sent me, you sent me a text, I mean, I remember us talking about it. But yeah, I but then you sent me I a text. Know, You're like, I didn't
0: know that was showing at South by, so I'm just saying, I don't... Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you said you you, you, else, no, yeah.
1: you shot me a text. You're like, hey...
0: Oh, yeah, is it still going down? Is yeah, it still going I'm down?
1: Sure, yeah. There's other stuff happening around it. You didn't say specifically, like, this is showing at South gotcha, like, yeah, hey, yeah. there's all this other stuff happening. Are you sure this is going down? And I was like, shit. I sent it to his manager, and I'm like, hey, my bullshit meter says he's not showing up. And he goes, no, that is going to be in Paris with his dad. And I was like, that's fine. As he should. As you should. Get away from, that. Yeah. Get away from the that. nonsense. Get away from the noise. Sure. Yeah. I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at all. Hey, question for you. Of all the contacts, and I mean this sincerely. Yeah. In all the contacts you have, uh, and everything that you've done, uh, why wouldn't you reach out, instead of reaching out to the company saying, hey, I can be a freelance journalist yeah. and do this for you, right? Why wouldn't you reach out and go, I have, I'm making up a number. Yeah. I have 50,000 articles under my belt. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm doing a podcast. I have access to this many people. I have access to, of course, you, mm-hmm. you, 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 I, listen, I have access. I'm going to can 12 and you guys are going to provide X, Y, and Z and just create a deck that says, here it is, here it is, here it is. Someone's going to provide me travel someone's going to provide, you know, they're going to own the opening. Someone's going to own the middle. Someone's going to own the closing, right? Four things. Right. Don't get it complicated. Four things. You're looking at your mortgage. You're looking at your date fund. You're looking at in the date fund, a future ring fund. Yeah, and then yeah. you're looking at savings, right? right yeah, hey, do this right here. Four things. As talented as you are, I, I wonder, and all the connections that you've built in a decade, what stops you from, instead of doing your own thing under someone, what stops you from doing your own thing to do your own thing?
0: Well, I mean, honestly, that's one of the main reasons I came here today. Like, <laughs> I mean, honestly, other than just like, you know, yo, you're my boy, you look out, do the same, and stuff like that, um, you know, podcasts are medium that I probably consume the most you okay know what I mean? um and yes something I'm curious about so I definitely want to explore that um, whether it's um, I've got an idea about pitching to a brand of branded podcast that I think Sweet. It'd be pretty sick nice um, good do it yeah and like you know said like the information on the LSC stuff and like that like I'm definitely um you know at the end of the day um, I have no aversion to work I'm actually very like Very much like working and being productive. Um, But I love my flexibility. Like, if I could get to the gym for two hours in the morning, two hours at night, I'm going to do it. And, you know, if it's sunny out and I can get my pasty acetan, tan, I want to do that. Dude, I love that. I'll I'll shoot you a
1: message sometimes. And you're like, oh, I was outside at the court working on this shot. I shot 200 of these. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just, and I'm like, damn. I mean, and then I think about my day. I'm like, oh, I had this open time. What did I do? Well, (laughs) I I set up this art project for the kid. Okay, that was five minutes. Yeah. (laughs) I took the dog for a walk. It was 30 minutes. You know, but it's, I mean, I I look at it and I bring all that because it's not like everyone has different freedoms in the world. For sure. Everyone does. Um, But in the world of where we have freedom, it's like then, where do you push that freedom to a different level? Where do you exercise the idea of freedom into a thing where it makes you uncomfortable? Yeah. But at the same time, also goes. But if it to, when it takes off, not if, but when it takes off, this level of freedom. It's gonna be even sicker. It's gonna be sicker. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's it's one of those things where I get pushed back like, oh, I can't record on Thursdays at dive ball. Okay. Well, can you? No. I mean, I have a mobile podcast. I can go anywhere. Right. It's got to be a fucking strong case for me not to come here. It has lot. to be a strong case. It does. I mean, one, we got Matt. We got cocktails. We have great internet. We have an environment that I believe every bar has. Remember the last time we went out, and this is the hyperbole of that environment. Yeah. Anyone can talk in a bar. There's that guy, he loved you the other last time we went out. He was like... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, about uh, that. Fox yeah. Foxtrot something, something. We yeah. started off here, I started off here, had some drinks here. We walked down, we met at um, uh, my buddy's place, right Red. next to this, yeah. uh, right uh, Rustic Tap. Yes, yes. Then we went to a couple other bars, but well, I forget, I think the Foxtrot place we bar hopped to. And that guy was just, he saw you and he's like, this is the guy I'm going to talk to. Yeah. This is the guy I'm going to talk to. Nobody else, and I'm going to get chicks, and they're going to look comfortable, <laughs> and I'm going to make Ian talk to them with me, and I'm just laughing hilariously. As also, then there's another group of people that we have met at Rustic that kind of yeah. followed us. They're like a stage behind every mm-hmm. bar. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then we went to Irene's. So we had a good time, but it was it was an uncontrolled chaos in that. But and I bring all that because it's also it's like you have a piece of you, and I see it pregame in between games and post game that people like to talk to. They they don't, you bring out a conversational aspect in people. And I don't mean this as a slight, right? um, That a a David doesn't bring out. And David's a reporter. He's a great reporter. He actually writes, he's an amazing writer on technology and finance. He wrote for fucking Bloomberg. Yes. He's amazing. Now mind you, I will bring both you and David to my house and do donuts and coffee with psilocybin-laced honey yeah. to party.
0: <laughs> I'm with it. That sounds great.
1: And it'll be a great afternoon. And then we'll, you guys will get in our Ubers, we'll go our separate ways, whatever it may be, wherever we meet up. But in all of that spectrum, right? I also look at David and I go, man, David seems to like the idea of pulling information, storing it
0: yeah, and, then, and, then, yeah. and then
1: applying it. Whereas you look, you come out and you can sit down. And people gravitate over, like, what can Ian pull out of me? And that's why I bring up the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Because yeah. there's not a lot of people that do that. There's a lot of people that give a format to speaking. There's a lot of people that talk too much, <laughs> putting it myself. And then there's people who can sit back and be like, no, no, I'm gonna let you. We're gonna work through and navigate this together, but I'm only I'm only putting seeds down for you to you to get to the trough and, and find the water. And I think a brand that as athletes or people that understand the value of, of, of pulling things out yeah. is gonna look at you, not your volume of work, because anyone can type words. L. Ron Hubbard did that better than anyone <laughs> else, right? I'm not trying to compare you yeah. to a cult leader, but anyone can do that. But the idea of taking a step back and going, but you can do this and you create a level of comfort and camaraderie. And most importantly, why I brought up the travel part is because if you travel to them, they're in their comfort zone. Exactly, yeah. You're in their environment, you're in their house. All they need is Wi-Fi, right? They don't even need Wi-Fi actually, they're just recording. Right. I mean, we're using Wi-Fi because we we got a dumb movie in the background that we barely (laughs) fucking reference.
0: Yes, Sam's a Sinbad, uh, Sinbad, pardon me. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, Not right?
1: Much. I mean, it is. It's a crazy thing. And I just, I don't know, man. I i, I see a, I see a road wherever it takes you, but I see a road down there. And I mean, because it's a podcast and my brain's always on podcasting a little bit because it's just, of all the podcasts that go, like 90% don't make it past two years. 90% don't. Man, yeah. So there is conviction and there is a thing of staying with it and going mm-hmm. through it. But you and your last company you were there for 10 years. Yeah. Okay. But you know conviction and standards. You know how to stand through something, you know how to work. You also obviously I'm about
0: to interject, I'm a yeah. man of standards, not goals. Is
1: that, <laughs> ah Standards, not goals, yeah. but also you're a man of, of perseverance and understanding that things weren't built overnight, but also the relationships I have in my pocket weren't built overnight. No These yeah. aren't the people that fucking flake.
0: Right, yeah, absolutely. You're right? the same way, yeah. You're definitely a man of your word and Band relationships. I have
1: to be. That's yeah. all I got. I'm not, the, I, listen, I don't do math. I'm not smart on math. Shit, I put on Facebook, I'm like, hey, how do you do a, a EIN number and uh, get set up as an LLC and people are like, are you fucking dumb? And I'm like, I don't understand the process in any way, shape or form. You're smart enough to ask. I call the phone number. Yeah. They walk me, like literally, these, these people at Zen Business or whatever walk me through the whole process. Mm-hmm. Wow, thanks you guys. Didn't even know that existed. Didn't even know that was an option for me. All of those things, right? We're just, some are dumb, Facebook, reach out. Some are legit, like strategically aligning and being like, oh, I see where this person is going. I, I'm, I'm not gonna follow them. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna see where they wanna go to jump ahead and then I'm gonna call them. Be like, hey, hold on a second. I see where you're going, I like it. However, everyone's, I, I sat down with uh, my boss and he's like, hey, we're gonna, we're thinking about doing a podcast. I'm like, great, you should. But I would do it three ways. He's like, What do you mean? I go, Who promotes podcasts on LinkedIn? <gasps> no one. Mm. Your business, you're business savvy, you're an entrepreneur, you're seeing something no one else sees, LinkedIn, but only one minute. Instagram, IGTV, only five minutes. On your site, edited to the highlights, 30 minutes. Give me the nuggets, give me the bomb. Give me the mic drops. Right. I want the mic drops. It's all I want. 30 minutes on Apple podcasts, Google, everything else. Right. The uncut one hour, three hour, five hour, whatever Adderall wine inspired conversation you had. Yes. Unedited uncut up there. If you do it in those ways, because you're an entrepreneur, because who you're going after and who, and you want to create a thing for your family. You want to create a living legacy. Great. Create it. But create in the appetite that your family might be moving into or moving out of. Create in the appetite that your guests are moving into and moving out of. Create in the area where you're like, "Hey, this is our 30-minute mic drop. You want to know the hot spots this person said?" Great. Cuz guess what? They're going to wonder why they said it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they everything gravitates up. Right? Mm-hmm. It's weird to say that when gravity pushes everything down, but honestly, You have to look at success in an opposite direction.
0: Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker, you have
1: to. You've got to to figure out how you leverage propulsion and power to move you forward. And some of that's relationships, some of that's strategy, some of that's development of who you are as a person, and a lot of that is taking a step back and going, I need to do what other people are doing in some capacity. Yeah. But you I need to do it right. differently. Yeah. To engage people in a different way. So how can I be most fruitful and engage the biggest group of my audience without leaving anyone behind? Right? Yeah. And there's not a perfect answer for it because you're going to know your audience best. I'm already, I'm already prophesizing the podcast. I'm already just saying. Yeah. No,
0: thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, I think uh, you know a few notes. One, I think that's pretty genius too. Like, I'm on LinkedIn for like literally like the first time in like ten years because I was like, (laughs) I saw your LinkedIn post and
1: I was like, (laughs) I got a comment. I got a comment on Ian. (laughs) I I, I,
0: I was like, you know, like you know, if I had a girlfriend, I wouldn't be on Tinder. Like, so I, I, I just, I never really cared in that facility. So or capacity, rather. Um, so it's interesting to see, but it's like. Man, marketing a podcast on LinkedIn, you got one, nobody's doing it. Yeah. These are people hungry for information. Three, there's people who actually can listen but not watch, so it's good for their job. Yep. And four, people that probably got money that advertisers are looking at. So,
1: and and yeah. let's go with five. Mm-hmm. You're you. speaking to your peer group. Yes. Is your peer group, and I would challenge this to any brand, mm-hmm. is your peer group Instagram? Not everybody. Is it? Yeah. So if any, any, any person that wants to be on your podcast is your peer group Instagram. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, 90% of our traffic comes from Instagram. This is bro science, bullshit, drinking in a bar, having fun. You should listen to this podcast and go, man, I need my friends to hang out, drink beer and watch a movie. More. This should inspire you to do that. Hence, 90% of our traffic's from Instagram. Makes sense, yeah. I don't have business leaders on here because I'm not trying to unsolve the business. Listen, the business mystery is a different thing. John and I are going to do our own podcast. We're thinking about doing a TV series podcast that will spin off of Talking Dream Movies. That's smart. That'll engage the TV group. But in all of it, in literally all of it, it's like, where are my people? Well, if, if I'm modeling after, and I legitimately did, I, I heard Rogan talk 10 times about how he wanted to take a, a shitty John Travolta movie, play it quietly in the background and make fun of him. And I and I wanted to do, this is how you watch football, watching football for years with friends, creating, I mean, literally spending all day Saturday and part of Sunday morning creating feasts for friends to come over and eat, like nine, 10 different meal options. Wow. And drinks and sitting outside and watching, like, this is how you watch football you actually don't watch the game that much and it didn't play out that way. Right. It didn't, it didn't come to fruition that way. Um, legally I got some advice that, Hey, the NFL might try to sue you. Da, da, oh, da, da. Yeah. You know, but more boys like, Oh, and then the idea for basketball to, 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 to Matt and crew, but I was like, this, say you watch sports. But what I found out was that in in, the, in this thing was, this, oh, this is how you kind of watch shitty or good. We've already seen it 900 times movies. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah this is legitimately
1: how, and this is what also makes Dive Bar the perfect place for us. Dive Bar doesn't put sports up, Movie, movie, movie. There's three different movies playing around us. Four if you count this screen. Four movies. Where's your controversy? Oh, it's not. It's camaraderie versus controversy. And my whole thing was, I can bring up controversial things, right? Yeah. But at the end, it's boiled down into, into camaraderie. The, the the end. The idea should be is that there's there's more that we enjoy together than there is that breaks us apart. There you the break apart things seem so big, yes, yeah, because they're be break big, apart, yeah. right? Yeah. But the reality is is that what happened, and i you know because the D M X shirt and the hand yeah, up, yeah. I will use Kaepernick. Yeah,
0: sure. What happened?
1: A young kid who got too much money that go, got good or bad advice from friends around him to do some stuff. Did some stuff. That's the end all be all. Like, boil it down to that. Boil it down to the fact that you are, you are literally burning a name and you're pissed off at a kid that's not 30.
0: No, yeah, younger than us.
1: That's not, at the time when he did it, I don't believe he was 25. That had a weird throwing motion from UNLV that took the Niners to the Super Bowl. Now, do I agree with what Kaepernick did? Inconsequential. It literally is inconsequential. He was a young kid trying to do something. Trying and instead of yet. celebrating him and saying, hey, I get what you're trying to do, let's go back to this, the, the sports thing. Helmets on, don't see your face. How many unhelmeted NFL players are as recognizable as Colin Kaepernick? Man,
0: nobody. Tom Brady. Tom, yeah. But even then, like, Tom Brady could, like, Kaepernick with the afro and all, you know, all, he, uh, yeah. all the press, he's... Honestly, up. right?
1: He stands up. He's up there with Brady, but he did something different, and people are like, oh, I can't believe. It. And they're so mad at him. And I'm like, why are you mad at a kid who got? And I'm just going to make up a number. I don't know what his contract yeah. is. He got a hundred million dollars. Why are you mad at a kid who got a hundred million dollars? I don't care if he came from wealth or not. I don't. I am shocked that we don't have a runway of tolerance for instant wealth. We have shows literally shows, plural, on people winning the lottery. Like, <laughs> <laughs> can't believe what they did. Yeah. You don't, we've had one ESPN special on blowing all their money, right? One ESPN, uh, yeah. 30 for 30 on blowing all their money. But we don't have, we know, we, without a doubt know that a majority of athletes in the NBA aren't from affluent homes. Right. Majority of athletes in the NFL aren't from affluent homes we judge them like they're fucking money managers from metlife from from golden Schleeman slot or whatever it is right yeah goldman sachs name the big money managers we judge them that they got all this power and prestige and we're like act normal act normal you've seen me make three three pointers in a row i don't act normal i'm a 45 year old man i don't act normal yeah, it's- What do you do? Hence, once again, your podcast and everything else, not saying this is the platform of your podcast, but saying like, there's an opportunity to create voice, structure, environment, and not discount responsibility or wealth that gives them a runway to make mistakes.
0: Hell oh, yeah! I think there, there needs. To be I mean, trouble. how many
1: mistakes did you make at, 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 at Nice gets Oh, tons! I mean, stop count with both hands. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but Pro- how not, would you probably, do? Probably, probably not. Probably not enough.
1: Probably not enough. Yeah. Did you, in your mistakes, did you get the same attack that a young NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, professional PGA golfer gets when they make a mistake? Oh, no could you argue that nice kicks might with some versus some of those people have a larger footprint than them? Yeah. I mean, in terms of social media, a social media following, absolutely. Interaction. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: So why, And I don't mean this in a negative way. Why aren't you being judged harder than them when you have a corporation behind you and they're by themselves? Yet it's the opposite, right? I'm going to burn them. Fuck them. Fucking young kid, 20 million, 50, $40 million. Why, why are you angry at a kid? He's a kid, in my mind, 45, yeah. Kaepernick, I'd give him a hug, I'd call him a kid. Yeah. No disrespect, Right. but you're a kid to me. Not saying you can't teach me things, my kid teaches me things every day, she's six. You're a kid to me, and you should be. You know why? Because kids need hugs, kids need love, kids need understanding, Kids need a safe place to practice. If you want to see the failings in professional sports, see that check without those balances. One, well,
0: it's sad to think that the NFL would not be a safe place to practice peaceful protest. You know what I mean? Like, that's like literally like, you know what I mean? I get, you know, obviously that's, you know, Kaepernick in general is a. It's a it's a a polarizing it's a polarizing
1: and by the way it's polarizing to a group and I mean this I'm saying this is funny because I get so much hate mail when I bring Kaepernick up I get hundreds of emails yeah but let's bring this up you can start to judge Kaepernick when you can spell his name facts
0: (laughs) because I've I've had to write you know I I covered it a decent amount because you know yeah 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 I know that's why I bring it up as well. Yeah, you know, I still have to double-check every time I wrote it, you know? And, yeah, I mean, I think that's a uh, – man, i tell you what. That's uh, – I remember. So, I was at a Spurs game, and I'm, you know, definitely – what Kaepernick was talking about, you know, stood for rather than kneel for, I'm all for it. And, you know, my dad is who my dad's a retired police officer, you know? So, like, he has a different vantage point on, on sure. stuff a little bit. Maybe if my dad was retired military, he would think differently just because it seems like that's the – Sure, sector. You know. You know. But I mean, you gotta look at the the great sure. the great
1: people starting to interrupt. But the great people. Tim Kennedy's been on the podcast. Tim Kennedy will be like, I disagree with what he's doing. Yeah. I fight for what he's doing.
0: Oh, facts. That's an interesting. That's an interesting spin or like perspective.
1: Police, I disagree with what he's doing. I understand why he sees the world this way. Yeah, that's absolutely. all that's being fed to him. For sure.
0: Yeah. Right. But I guess what I'm yeah, I'm, what I'm I'm getting at is like I was at a Spurs game. Spurs is a very, uh, you know, San Antonio is obviously like a really big military city. Sure. You know, things of that nature, and you know, national anthem comes on, and I'm just thinking, fuck, I'm in the stands. I never take knee. I don't have the balls to do that. You know what I mean? So like for him yeah. to do it in that spotlight was some gutsy shit.
1: No one talks about that.
0: Hold, I mean, yeah, I mean, or it's not like you know, or just you know, the fact even if you know he would say you know, even if like things go awry or whatever, or you know, he even has a change of heart. It's like, man, you know, this is what I meant. It got it got you know misconstrued. I still am against you know police violence, you know, or you know the treatment of African Americans in the U.S. justice system. Sure, I shouldn't have gone about it that way. Which I'm not saying he shouldn't, but even if like saying even he did it, he did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I he thought that. Well then fuck forgive somebody or you know say hey Michael
1: Vick cool. was forgiven.
0: Man, that's the thing, man, cancel culture man is I mean I almost say that it um, I'm not a I'm not a Bible scholar, but it, it reminds me when you think about like the Pharisees and things of that nature. I sure. Literally like the to me the whole point of Christ was yo, redemption. Like everybody's gonna make mistakes. If you try to be perfect and live the law or judge everybody else, that shit ain't gonna work not, nah, man. And I kind of feel like that's the times we live in now, which is, you know, or the opposite in terms of- Do you, of
1: do you think point. it's weird in the media world that you yeah. that you work and live in? Cancel culture, you mm-hmm. brought it up. It, yeah. it, li- it lives and it breathes here. I find it interesting that the media is a little against cancel culture, right? They really are. Like there's some parts of media that are. There's some parts of me that celebrate it, right? They're like, yeah. look this, burn it to the ground comics whatever that you know yeah it's weird in the world of cancel culture the people that probably should get canceled most defend a kathy griffith who is calling for cancel culture for certain people holding up a a dead president's head or a live president's dead head telling the young men from Kentucky who are standing there, who the you know when they they're smiling as the Native American beat yeah. the drum, they the MAGA hats on. She is the cancel culture person who's like, but cancel these people, not me, right? right? right yeah. And then there's the then there's the bigger narrative, the the, the Rogans, the the, the 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 people that go, hey, cancel culture. Hard pause. Yeah you're going after kids and young adults who I think we used to have a much bigger runway for.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Is it, do you think money is the, is the barometer that says if you get, if I get a $5 million contract, I'm not part of cancel culture, but if I get a hundred million dollar contract, I'm in the cancel culture realm as money created the cancel culture. I mean,
0: I'll be honest. I don't. I don't think it's about. I don't think it's about um, money, um, or even sometimes the acts. I think it's about attention. You know, I don't. And even the people that are doing it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like cancel Michael Jackson. You know, okay, if that shit went down, yeah, that's incredibly bad. But I think it's less with people being disgusted or built. You know, you know, feeling betrayed by the alleged acts or whatever, as mm-hmm. much as like. I wanna say something so people will like me or get attention. That's you know true. what I mean? Like that's you know, so now, so
1: now hold on You brought you brought up music and yeah. you're a music fan. For sure. and I, I wanna I wanna I wanna dip my toe in this as yeah. a guy who who lo- loves music and, and, and really admires anyone with rhythm because yeah. I don't have any so A, um I'll give a little background. I because they don't listen to this podcast. Yeah. If they did, you guys should fucking listen to this part without the F word. Yeah. They love Elvis. My wife's family loves Elvis. Oh, yeah. Well, Elvis was a pedophile. Mm-hmm. He was. He yeah. married a girl under... He's a pedophile. Yeah. Like, they celebrate. They're, like, oh, no, no. they're also super right of the sheriff of Nottingham Christians who have... Damn, is on the TV. They block that channel. And they're like, right. I can't believe they'd curse at me. And then they do Elvis songs of a guy who raped kids. Now, my thing is, is that... Where is the... And I I'm bringing this up because yeah. I think there's a long answer and I have to pee because of my vitamins. So, I'm going to throw this out and then I want you to I want you to run with this answer. A. Elvis Jerry Lee Lewis who not only was a pedophile but fucked his cousin. Right? Yeah. Elvis pedophile Jerry Lee Lewis, pedophile and fucked his cousin. No chins in that relationship. Yeah. Um you have Led Zeppelin and Kiss. Uh, Who have done uh, Abhorrent things to fans shoving pussy shoving fish up their pussies doing I mean like this is documented in biographies of what of the after parties of what girls who are groupies have gone through? Yes, (laughs) we do all of those things and that's okay You get to Michael Jackson Pedophilia But it's pedophilia that aren't girls, they're boys, right? So it's gay pedophilia. Now we're getting into waters. Yeah. So now we're not in pedophilia, we're in gay pedophilia. He's not a rock star, so he doesn't have edge, right? He's not walking out and being like, ah, fuck him. You don't have that edge, so you don't have edge, you don't have culture, you don't have things hiding you, so you're kind of the first. Yeah. Why is it that in this world, you have to look at the computer and talk to this. Why is it that we start by blasting Jackson, but there's a litany of rock and roll artists that have done horrible things to women that no one brings up. There is a, that we know what Jerry Lewis did. We know we know what Jim uh, with the Doors did. We know what Elvis did. And yet they're still safe to play, but also in the same effect, it's getting cold outside. Yeah. That's a band song. Like we have this chasm jump. As a music fan, I want you to tell the audience, one, A, why do you think there's a chasm jump? And then and then two, in your own opinion, and I don't mean like you stand by this forever and ever, amen. Yeah. But also it's like, where is music music? And where does life and art intersect music? To where you're like, nah, I'm not listening. Like, why is R. Kelly different than Michael Jackson? Or different than, than, um, than Jerry Lee Lewis, or different than, than, um, than Elvis. That's and it. I don't mean to put you on the gun on that. It's a whole, the loaded question, right? Yeah, it's a low one to leave me with. No, I, I know, know, right? But uh, I, get after him. Yeah. Um. Wow. Right. Uh, Matt's smiling. Matt Bruce or Matt's <laughs> like <"There you laughs> fucking <are you> good <laughs> on that. <Yeah>. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey! What's
0: up, guys? Y'all haven't heard my voice much of uh, this podcast, but now oh, you do. <laughs> Um, no, honestly, I think it's timing and memories. Um, the fact that all this stuff hit, um, when it hit, um, it's a much more sensitive time. And the fact, too, that like um, I don't think it has to do with genre, um, edge, or even anything of that nature, is um, this is the only time we've heard the victim speak. So when you have that voice added to it, it hurts all the more because then that's a part of life. Like I say, I'm still a fan of Michael Jackson's music. I'm still a fan of R. Kelly's music. And I can leave it at that. I'm not gonna wear a Michael Jackson or R. Kelly shirt anymore. I've owned both because I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. So that's where that edge draws with music. Or the same, if Michael Jackson or R. Kelly were doing those things to somebody in my family or friend, I'd beat the shit out of them. You know, and I probably would never want to hear their song again. But because there's not there's that separation, it's different. And I think too, um, people have so many. People have so many memories to Michael Jackson's songs that it's really hard to detach from that. Um, at a mass level, I mean, I don't know if "Ignition" still gets played at weddings, um, but it's a little less. Um, you know, like people probably aren't. You know, you know, aren't uh, aren't as attached. So, um, like I say, I'm uh, I'm all for. Um, Man, you know, doing the time and paying the debt for what's doing wrong and I also don't think people should employ or um, um, make it okay for uh, people to do awful things as they did. Um, but too, their products in their environmental like I said, I'd be alive if I told you I still don't like their music. Actually funny story. So Talk to me. Yes yeah, I'm so back. When I was watching, um I was watching uh whatchamacallit
1: this is why okay. I talk so much. He doesn't so watch him a call, which, by the way, a great candy bar.
0: Yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go away. I'm big, like I said, big Michael Jackson fan. Okay. He's my favorite artist all the time, no why? doubt. Why? The music, the flash, the dancing, just just the icon. He was a superhero. Like, he's somebody that was just, like, totally on his own shit. You know, I mean, obviously, like, he stole and borrowed from other people, you know, whether it be James Brown sure. or whoever else. But just like, and too, I mean, ironically, is enough, there a
1: thing that made it? Is there a thing you can point at and go, that's why he was as big as he was? Or was it time? Um, oh. Was it all of the above? I, all I of the above.
0: It. I mean, he had his Phil Jackson and Quincy Jones. And to be fair, probably my obsession to obsession's a strong word, but fandom of Michael Jackson is my first memory as a kid of Michael Jackson was hard copy when they're saying the girl from the thriller video sure. of him and I see Michael Jackson over time, eyes go green, and I'm scared shitless Like from like five to 12 years old. Do you and remember anytime, that
1: video, remember? That was a huge super video.
0: Super scary, yeah, and I mean, granted, this is, you know, I wasn't alive in 83 when that hit, so this is like 1991, 92, and also the same time, Michael's kind of going through some of like- Sure. The, you know, sexual abuse allegations, but if something scares me, you know, I'm better now that I just laugh at it and kind of let it be but you know, i uh, you know, I was I was a kid that I was curious who would investigate and like, you know, does this still scare me or like or what's the redeeming thing about this person or whatever else? Yeah, he is a badass musician. He's, a, he's the best performer probably ever. I mean Elvis, Beyonce, you know, same category. But anyway, so I had my folks over and they're staying with me and they wake up before me and they got the they got the news on. If I got a TV on it's gonna be Sports Center. I don't wanna hear <laughs> it. I don't I don't wanna hear about anything that's gonna maybe get me in a bad mood and they you know it's right when the leaving neverland oh shit. Document, they're talking about it. i'm like fuck, like and like my parents know me well enough be like why don't y'all turn the channel man you know this going to get in my head like, <laughs> fuck me up a little bit but i go hey yo let's, let's-
1: hey are we doing cocktails this morning or are we yeah. changing the channel
0: i was like all right you know let's 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 you know let's be strong let's be here to see it or whatever so you know i uh you know i check out the thing and i go oh shit wade ronson i remember him from uh, you know, making the video or like, you know, how to do the dance move. So I was like, shit, I know who he is. I trust him. You know what I mean? Sure. And I'm just like, fuck, yeah. Uh, Mike probably did it. Probably some reasons he did it. This is still super fucked. I'm not going to watch the whole documentary because that's it, even thinking about that makes me Dude. sick to my stomach right now. But I said, and then there's part of me, I'm driving to work and I go, man, fuck that shit. I still like Michael Jackson. Siri, play Leave Me Alone. In like 30 seconds, and I go, damn, I can't. And then, like a month later, or like right around the same time, March Madness, I'm in LaVaca Street, yeah. And you know they're playing the game, and then at like halftime, you know, the TV, the TV commentary goes out. They play music, and Billie Jean comes on, and I, you know, I look at my buddy Nick. We're both like, "Fuck, like this don't feel right. This is kind of too soon." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and this is just because that's like that iconic. I mean, that's that's the biggest. That's
1: the song. That's the song. Right. One hundred ten
0: percent. So, you know, this, you know, the second half finishes, you know, everybody got a few more drinks in their system, music comes on, black or white comes on. Oh. And it's like, yo, this shit is jamming. And I'm like, you know, I'm thinking about it in hindsight afterwards and I'm like, man, you know, maybe it's just cause you know, we had a few drinks and you know, any sensitivity, you know, is kind of levied off or things sure. of that nature. A week later, I'm at Pete Terry's, you know, sober as a, sober as a nun. And I'm getting a hamburger, and Black and White comes on. <laughs> the shit's jamming. Like you can't, you can't deny it. You know what I mean? Like it's undeniably good. People have memories to it. Um, so yeah, like I said, I'm. You know, and you know, it's just sad too that you know, obviously, you know, this is psychological trauma and abuse. Yep. In Michael Jackson, R. Kelly's life, I can't speak as much on Elvis or Jerry Lee Lewis or some of these other cats because I don't know as much about them. Sure. Um. You know, if these guys could have had access to therapy or resources or different stuff.
1: Different dads maybe this yeah, yeah, different psychopaths.
0: Dads. you know, that's <laughs> the thing too, you know, when uh Quincy Jones had all those, you know, wild interviews when he was trying to get his, you know, network popping. Yeah, yeah. And he was saying about, Oh yeah, you know, Michael Jackson, you know, you know, that's my guy, but like that's the biggest thief I've ever met. Shit, he stole Billy Jean. And you know what I thought? Go fuck. The apple, don't fall far from the tree. Nope. You got a greedy pops, probably going to be greedy yourself, unless you got somebody else playing that role. You know what I sure. mean? And not to not to judge, it's just like, ain't nothing Michael could have done about that. You know what I mean? And then, like, you know, you literally get to a point where, like, ironic pun, but, like, you're untouchable. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody can tell him shit. Like, and you know what I mean? The same, I got buddies who play ball with R. Kelly. That cat's pulling up at a gym with two bodyguards playing three-on-three. They get a rebound, right under the basket, throw it back out to Kells. Really? Yeah. They go They go to a game, they go to a game in Cleveland. I got a buddy who played. Shows up, goes to the chalkboard, writes Kells, draws a big old line down the rest of the board. They play, he shoots every shot, they get beat. Everywhere he goes, all right,
1: so are we play playing next. Just, just doesn't like, care. Yeah, or just like on a level of like you Like know, no like, one grabs him and is like, hey man, jumper's not falling today. We might want to move it over to Tom.
0: Yeah, or Tom's
1: hey, got a sick turnaround. And by the way, um, I know he shot one shot out of the fifty yeah. that we took to win to lose, <laughs> but he made the one shot. Or hey, you guys lost. You're off. Sorry. Yeah, guys. get the, 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 the fuck the out of here. Of
0: basketball.
1: Hey R. Kelly, come try that at any gym I play.
0: But, you know, at the same you've got
1: to go to special gyms to be the asshole.
0: Absolutely. One, two, like, you know, like.
1: Could you imagine him coming to a Friday game? He's like, yeah, you lost. You got to go. And he's like, no, no, I'm going to stay on. There's too many people. And arguably, there's too many people that shouldn't approach him that would approach him. Like, Artie. Arturo. Yeah, yeah. Artie's going to roll <laughs> up and be like. Freebirds has two new employees at this location. Go get yourself a fucking burrito. It's my turn to play.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. When it's you know, I will say this. I do think you know, shout out to Gato because I think he would. The is
1: the man when it comes
0: to this shit. I do think you know, you've been around some people that are superstars. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they have a gravitational pull or even a gravitational push that it's like people just like can't check them, you know what I mean? Like, and it's not even, it's, yeah, it's but not those even just guys are afraid, it's because they don't want to.
1: Yeah, but also there's those guys, like, I mean, like I remember the UCLA games where Magic Johnson rolled in.
0: Yeah.
1: He called bullshit fouls because mm-hmm. he wasn't where everyone else was at, but he was still Magic Johnson. I mean, he still dropped dimes, that you could not foresee the ball getting to your hands. Man, yeah, that's fun. You couldn't. That's call bullshit fouls breathe on him foul game winning shot wide open mm-hmm. foul no one calls him on his foul but i will say this though people <laughs> shot around him right yeah his did Fuck you i mean no offense to your friends that are balling with him but i, I would say this you want to help him yeah check him
0: check him for sure yeah to that you team. check
1: me yeah
0: that's you basketball
1: check culture. me yeah legit and, 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 and you know what you're you're one of the few people that do but you're also I never get upset that you check me I have face, good to have yeah. <laughs> face but I don't but I'm like I'm like he's
0: right hey neither, neither of us really hide our emotions well in life especially <laughs> on the basketball court I think Nick might be the only person who got us beat in terms of being more wearing the uh, heart on the sleeve exactly sleep, right? right but it's yeah. like
1: you're like dude you're supposed to cut there I'm like you're right I am I got lazy I that, don't.
0: Hey, audience, that's not how he says that. <laughs> that's exactly how I
1: say it. My show. Yeah. get your own podcast. Invite me <laughs> on. You can talk about how I say things. Deal. <laughs> um, but yeah, no.
0: I mean, I think it's some of that. I think, and two, I think there's um, people are doing things like that, whether it's on a basketball court or behind closed doors, because either they've got trauma that they haven't dealt with, or trauma that's maybe fuck you can never deal with if you've been through the stuff you've yeah. been through, and also too. When you work that hard, I mean, I'll say it like this. If I'm ever being a dickhead on the basketball court, it's probably 80% because things aren't going the way I'd like them to go. But also, like, hey, I was out there. I put up 100 shots, you know, today. I know none of y'all did. So, yeah. I'm going to fucking shoot. But if for them as like career, like, yo, like... Uh, yeah, I just put out Thriller, uh, Bad, Dangerous. Um, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like, shut the fuck up. I recorded. Up. my, my I called Michael Jackson. I recorded sixty songs for Dangerous. I cut LL Cool J features. I did yeah. all this stuff like, in my
1: sleep. So not
0: literally. Not, not only did you do more, and you have that to stand out, but you're overworked. And anybody that's overworked, or tired. You're gonna act out of character and make bad decisions. Sure. You're gonna be, you know, gonna be retaliate. So I think. Um, yeah, I mean, I think those guys were, and, you know, obviously, too, like, they had some, you know, you talk about time They they had some rough shit happen, like, whether it's, like, Kells with his mom passing, you know, like, they had some stuff, and they threw themselves into their work, okay. and there was amazing, genius work from it, but there was, a, obviously, I mean, you know, just saying.
1: Would you agree that in life, without balance, there's a price to pay? Oh,
0: 110%, yeah.
1: Right? I mean, that's why, like, my wife gets mad. She's like, I can't believe you want to play basketball on a Friday, and then you come home and you're busy with work. And I'm like, babe, you have to understand this. The balance that I feel as a person bumping, shooting, winning, more importantly, losing. Yes. Most importantly, not figuring out how to work with different people on the basketball court to win or lose. Like, my biggest frustration is not winning or losing. My greatest frustration is I couldn't find a chemistry in the group.
0: Yeah, that's what you're saying. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't,
1: I couldn't figure out the rhythm that they got with someone else, hmm, or yeah. that they got with two other people. When I've got people yelling at me, Jay, shoot the ball, or they finally get, them they like, you should shoot. I'm like, this is not the rhythm in which right. I shoot or play. That's the biggest frustration. And I and, and you have to and, and by the way, that biggest frustration is my frustration. It's, it's not an Otis on them. Yeah. It's an Otis on, on, on all parties to figure out how to play together. And I and, and I don't I don't mean to, to discount what you're saying. I, I would say more of like a greater disappointment. There's a great disappointment in the in the R. Kellys, the the Elvises, the Jerry Lee Lewis's, the Doors, Kiss all these art, artists that have done horrible things. My thing is my greatest disappointment is is that you had advisors but you had all the money in the world to fix something and you chose not to because your your output of what you focused on was so great that you thought you were above fixing the broken parts of your life that's real
0: when I think we're you know in an era even like if there is something you know um Like, you know, Malcolm X was saying about how, you know, conservatives need to thank the extremists because they're the ones who push the envelope. Sure. And I was like, shit, you know, there's there's some truth to that. And even though I'm anti-cancel culture, it's forced everybody to check themselves. And, you know, I do think that it's one of those things where it's like we live in a time now where it's like, you know... Shoot, like even a kid like Bieber, you know, who's made mistakes. I don't think it's a good kid or whatever. Jesus Christ!
1: If I give you a hundred million dollars at twenty, what are you doing? Oh my god! Way more shit than Bieber. I've been way worse. Fuck you, Bieber. Hold my beer.
0: Yeah, want to be to be like say you know twenty years old and have somehow the peace of mind or counseling where it's like, yo, I need to take a break because yeah, I might have a billion dollars, but. I can't go talk to a therapist or I can't go on a vacation if, you know, all the label or people are like, yo, we need this album now. We're all losing sure. money because you're not touring and stuff like that. So I think, you know, they had a, you know, money's valuable resource, but so is time. You know, and I'm the only one you can't get back. Exactly, man. So I, I think that was probably the case with a lot of those folks. Um, even though, you know, to MJ's credit or discredit, he was probably doing that in terms of like, going quiet or probably thinking that, like, tapping into being, like, a little kid, you know, in his sure. mind or whatever was his way of, like, yo, I just busted my ass on this album, um, I'm going to ride giraffes in, like, you know, not a bad idea in theory. Obviously, there are other parts of it that were, you know, allegedly more grotesque or, you know, things like that. But, yeah, I think that, um, man, that's the thing. And even our communication, too, man, everybody gets on these treadmills of, I gotta go at this person's pace. So even the basketball court too. If yeah. I'm pushing the ball, hell yeah, I want everybody to run. They don't have to, that's another game. That's another game. Yeah, that's you gotta, and me running.
1: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right? yeah. I mean, it's you and me. It's two on five because we love to run, but we love to run because we like the pressure. We like yeah. the idea of pushing it to someone, yeah. seeing what they're gonna do. And that's what makes it great when we play against each other because we oh, yeah, provide yeah. pressure on one another. Yeah. And it's a thing where it's like win or lose doesn't matter. I'm more tired after playing against you or David yes. than I am playing against someone else because of the pressure thing. Now I will say this, in the world of success and pressure and, and where you find yourselves or anything else, unfortunately for the R. Kellys and, and the other people we've mentioned, right, the, real, the very real reality is the fact that there have been too many people that have found that pressure, that have found progressive outlets yeah. to go... And there's too little that haven't found it, to where I have a I personally have a hard time not only just forgiving, but, but trying to step back and be like, I can enjoy their music and at the same time not admonish their crimes. And it's it's like the Christian version of the person who cuts you off, and you see their bumper stick and like, I'm not perfect, I'm forgiven. You're like, you know what? You still deserve to fuck you. Okay? <laughs> you're not perfect, you're not forgiven. I get all those. You're still a dick. <laughs> fuck yourself. Go fender bender or someone else. And that's where my pause comes in. It's like you've had too many people around you that have experienced great success that haven't gone off the rails or been caught going off the rails is maybe a better point. Yeah, sure. Right? Uh, but there's there's too many there's too many people that have done that. Now, of course, we've come through a Me Too culture and everything else where right, we yeah. really found you peel back down and you're like, oh wait, most of these people are dirtbags. I will say that my 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 dear friend uh, he is the foremost thought leader in suicide prevention in the world. He will let you know successful people are wanting their sharks. They hunt. Yeah. They hunt greatness and weakness. Hmm. But they hunt and they leverage greatness and weakness in their hunting. Man, we've seen a lot of hunters. Yeah. Right? It's like you look at a Jeff Bezos worth 150 billion bucks. Let's say he's worth 100 billion. Let's say he's worth 50 billion you still got kids in there that are running, they're, 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 they got a stopwatch, she's the pisser, shit, whatever it may be. Right. Well, I guess my question is, it's like, and it's not me to judge, I'm not trying to judge him, I'm mm-hmm. trying to ask him the question. What makes your company more valuable? You being worth $100 billion, or you being worth 10 billion, and all your employees are millionaires? Like, Because I, I don't know. Now, I would take the Microsoft approach, like Microsoft has produced more millionaires than any other company in the world, Microsoft, because they produce millionaires. Their stock isn't where Amazon is, right? Their CEO isn't where Amazon is, but they're on every desktop, they're everywhere, they're every place in the world. So in the world of cancel culture, in the world of forgiveness, in the world of growth, in the world of exceeding expectations, the thought for everyone, and this is not a question you can chime in by all means, right. but it is, is our weight better put on cancel culture and ultimate success or is our weight better put on the Starbucks, Microsofts of the world that produce people that pay them that challenge them to be different, that actually almost push them out when they're successful. Where should our, where should our efforts be? Like do, do I need to give effort to a Michael Jackson or an R. Kelly? or should I ignore it and give effort to a Microsoft that creates should, I mean, I'm just I'm thinking out loud here and yep. going, man, I think there's a big part of us that have missed the boat.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. When I mean, I think it all—I think the the crux in both of it is just like caring about other people. You know what I mean? Like that's why, like you know, there's probably less cancel culture type situations in Microsoft because they're always you know caring about putting other people on, you know, stuff of that nature. Sure. And they're not living or pushing themselves to those either side of those dark extremes. Sure. Um, I think too, in terms of like you know Michael Jackson or R. Kelly. If, you know, you're canceling them because you really care about, you know, victims of sex crimes, yeah, i, I fuck with that. You know what I mean? I, I get that. Sure. Um, If it's because um, you want to be mad at somebody or you want attention for pointing the finger, I think that's time wasted. Yeah. Um, I'd even say, too, even if you're on the, the, the front end of that situation, you know, I'd say it'd probably be better to say... uh. Yo, how can I donate or volunteer to make this not a thing? But I'm with you. I do think that at least... Isn't
1: that the bigger part, though? Isn't that the bigger part of... Did you get mad at Twitter? Let's actually let's end on yeah. this. I, 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 so, folks, here's what we're going to do. My kid's going to sing about taking a shit first time. You guys love this part. Yeah. It's, it's all great. We're going to let Ian close this out. And I wanted to close this out on this. And he's on the spot. He doesn't know. It's not like the type them Okay, like, hey, I'm going to close you out on this. Here's the thing. Cancel culture, the world we live in, and everything else. Is it best discussed on social media or is it best done by you doing you giving back to points you're making, giving back, sharing, encouraging your company to give back to a battered well, women's shelter yeah. to give back? Like, what we in a world of social media where social media can literally turn people on a dime yeah in your humble opinion is it better if I'm mad at Michael Jackson do I put it on Twitter or do I go to a boys and girls club a shelter whatever it may be and go how can I help
0: yeah I mean where do you see it I'd say the latter for sure but I mean I still do gotta give credit to the spark because it's like this it's like if you're like yo I wanna lose 10 pounds or I wanna dunk the sure. first thing you might have to do is write down that list of things you got to do. But if you just keep writing on that list and never doing <laughs> it, you just got a big list. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah, you know, maybe you got to put the pen to the paper, get the idea out. Because if it weren't, let's like say, if it weren't for the, uh, the the loud and noisy folks on Twitter, you know, maybe we'd be forgetting about some people at a disadvantage. But, um, yeah, you got to, I mean, was, you know, even though we've been talking for an hour, I was told you got to walk the walk, you know? So if you ain't doing it, uh, but, you, you, do do I mean, but else, you,
1: you do it. You I mean, but also you—you do it. You did Boys and Girls Club. You've, yeah. you've been a big brother. You, mm-hmm. You've done a lot of stuff, and that's why I pose the question because you're someone who's done it. You've, you've sat down with kids that maybe didn't have the father figure or the best life, and I don't want you to bring their lives up. Yeah, and no it, that respect and privacy to, to 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 those those young men that are that are trying to be better than the the situation that they've been given. But you're one of the few people that's walk the walk you're one of the people that sat down and been like hey you know what huh? bullshit card but your bullshit card wasn't posted on Twitter your bullshit card was posted on the actions you've given which I bring up because it brings validity to the fact that whether you listen to music or not whether you um, where, where you stand on all these things is is inconsequential to the fact that you took your own time the one thing we never get back sure. you took your own money You did your own things to make someone in a community better. And I wonder how many people, it's like I say this, how many people that don't like Kaepernick are standing up in their homes and covering their chest when the national anthem goes on versus, get me a beer, Betty, (laughs) Or or Tom, get me a beer. And they're sitting down yelling at Kaepernick for kneeling, but they're not standing.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's really easy to tweet and to talk, you know what Dude, I mean? It is. It's easy to do easy things. So we like to do them, you know what I mean? I think, you know, I think one thing too, that's tough with social media is like, you know, that might not be somebody, you know, not everybody has to have the same cause or do it. Like, yeah, it was cool doing big brothers, big sisters. I was probably more helpful in some ways when I used to do stuff at like the homeless shelter, just because I don't know, it was, you know, more natural. Sure. Right? And you know, or two, like you know, there's some people who are public speakers. Man, that might not be me. You know what I mean? Like, or there's some sure. people who got a lot of money and say, "Man, you know, I love to help some kids. I love to help some homeless people." Yo, know, that shit just makes me uncomfortable. I'm sorry, but I'm gonna give some donation. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, but you know, do you? Yeah, exactly. That's, everybody got everybody got to do them, and when you do that in real life, it's like you know, especially when you think about like. The different eras in terms of like identity beliefs sexuality you know things of that nature you learn those differences between meeting people you're like yo they're fucking cool or yo they're not cool but it's not because they identify or were born as this or they go to this this church or mosque or because sure. it's just because they're dick their friend who goes there is cool people you know yeah. what i mean so i think the internet is um I think it makes people less sensitive uh, or more sensitive, but less accepting because, you know, when you get that stuff through the filter, you know, you're not really experiencing the energy of, hey, this is what this person's about. So, um, yeah, I mean, it all has its place. I just think it's a little out of balance right now.
1: Yeah, it is. It's a little, um, the pendulum is, is a little, I'll tell you what, the pendulum can swing and I don't care which way it swings. I don't, people aren't on the pendulum. They're really not. Yeah. The extremes are on the pendulum, right? People aren't. And um, we have an opportunity. We have a great opportunity. We, we, relationships and what have you. You don't have to go to a homeless shelter. You don't have to do big brothers and sisters. You could be the neighbor that goes, Hey, you know what? I know she worked till seven every day. I have a neighbor, kid yeah. rides a bike to school. Hey man, weather's gonna get shitty on shitty days. That kid crosses the street, knocks on the door, rides with us.
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah.
1: And I pick my daughter up on this time. If you need me to pick my daughter up early and I'm I'm available, I'll pick you, your kid up, and my kid, or they can walk home. Whatever they need to do. Yeah. I um yeah, I just I don't I don't I I don't understand the part that goes if we're not on Mount Rushmore singing this, then it didn't work versus everything that happens in the world that goes, it's grassroots. It's this, it's that, it's the other. It's it's, it's loving your neighbor as yourself. You love your neighbor as yourself because you love your neighbor. Yeah. You love your neighbor as yourself because it's your neighbor. Because other neighbors love their neighbors as themselves you've got to look at it not as a one-on-one interaction but as a pebble going into a calm lake that creates a ripple that ripple ripples absolutely yeah i mean we play sports you get on a hit streak you get on a hit streak splash splash don don run run jimmy garoppolo Threw seven passes for eighty-eight yards, and they won. And be like, do you think he's mad? The fuck would he be? They're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> he's hyped. Why are you asking if he's mad? Yeah. He's a he. He when he did? What Jimmy Flacco did? Guess what Flacco did? you did da Don don don. Boom 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 boom. Move the ball down. Run run run. Defense defense defense. Why do you care about ego in a community?
0: I think mean, we've just been uh, too conditioned to give uh, negativity and controversy attention. You know what I mean. And it's really like, well, I think it's good to like touch on, you know, controversial topics or you know, sure. push the envelope. We've done that today, like yeah. That. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, bro, if we all thought about, if we all thought about pedophilia and rape every day.
1: The fuck we'd in our lives.
0: You know what I mean? Like suicide not, would just. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I mean, yeah. and not to discount
1: those things. But can we, can we, in the horrible things that happen between human to human,
0: Yeah.
1: can we address them, but at the same time, give those people a positive platform to move forward versus a cycle that lets them know how bad life is and how horrible they've been treated. Can we address that? And in the same time, give them a positive platform. And I don't know. I'm listen, as a and I will I will say this for the first time on this podcast. Okay. As a person who was sexually assaulted,
0: okay,
1: I will say this: you can do it. But that's me. Yeah. That's not everyone, oh, right? For sure. Yeah. No, so that's me saying, "Hey, man, I was a young, young kid, and these bad things happened. I can figure out a way." I'm not saying that's you out there, listening. Yeah, I'm not at all. Same I'm not at all. But I'm saying it's happened before, and more importantly, it's happened more times than not, whether you know it or not. Yeah. So, can we create a culture and environment that allows that to happen?
0: Yeah, I'd say this. I'd say two things, and this is going to be controversial. One, um, I'd say for the media, you're going to make money off Michael Jackson, R. Kelly, Sandusky, Nassar, whatever. Sure. Sure. Obviously, you know, it gets a lot of attention. You know, maybe a percent of that should be given back to the victims. Huh? So, holler. you know, and you know too, and then they have to make the business decision of like, man, we really want to beat this. I don't want to say dead horse, but ugly. No, horse you want to beat battle. this? You want you? you, you want to run on, this into the ground? You want to go? Yeah. You want to go, say, yeah, wanna go like, prefontaine on this? Yeah. Fine. Exactly. Chef book. And at the same time too, if somebody's on the, if somebody's the abuser, have an opportunity to get help. Man, nobody grew up and was like, yo, you want to be when I grew up? A sex offender, for sure. No, nobody. You know what I mean? Like yeah. to like just to, to be empathetic to the people like Which
1: is oddly enough, things. highly no, controversial. If you are if you have influenza, right, people have empathy and they're yeah, just like, oh my yeah. goodness. I'm gonna send you food, I'm gonna do this. And I and listen, I am the least one to give empathy to to a predator of any nature. For sure. Yeah. I have a daughter. Absolutely. I don't want a world where that's okay. <laughs> where that, where one, that happens. Yeah, and then two, absolutely. I'm looking, and going, yeah, but he should get counseling too. Like, yeah, but sure. guess what? He should get counseling or she should get counseling too. Yeah. Because,
0: you know, it's not going to, then nothing's fixed. And everybody's broken on each side. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think. Um, and then
1: what are we living in? Yeah,
0: absolutely. So, you know, yeah, I think that's, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, Forgiveness is empowering on both sides, but I do think that, you know, that shit too ain't just like, uh, that ain't as quick as a tweet. You no, know what I it's mean? not. You know, that as quick as one sit down or whatever else. So, um yeah, I mean, I think, um and too, you know, just the flip side is like, I still am not against discrediting the good that those people did because that good can still inspire and bring joy. Sure. That's just how I feel. And I mean, again, if I was closer to the situation or... You know, because there's, you know, I'm trying to think of a good example of, like, people or things I was a fan of my life where I was like, oh, yeah, that's fucked up for sure. Oh, I'll, 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 tell, it, I'll tell it. I'll tell it. I'll give you a, a great example. Yeah.
1: When I was a kid growing up, mm-hmm. my first team that I liked was the Redskins. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are you fucking kidding me? Man, softball. Hey, man, you, I mean, play. drop the N-bomb on a team. That's the same fucking thing. Yeah. I, I mean, now mind you, I, Joe Montana, quarterback. Yeah. I'm from Montana. I became a Niners fan because of Joe Montana sure. and his last name. Yeah. Literally had nothing to else with his last name. Right, right. If I was a Redskins fan, how am I wearing their gear anyway? Yeah,
0: it's, it's a rough thing. How I
1: mean? are you looking at the people, the indigenous people of this country... And going, Yeah, I got a football team. It's super awesome. Ah, <laughs> oh, no no no. Outside of calling them the red alcoholics, there's nothing more racist.
0: For sure. Although I, I you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I Please. have I think an interesting perspective. So I guess to finally get it back to football, you know. Yeah, These yeah, <laughs> so, people um, are like,
1: the movie ended. Hi, how are you?
0: I grew up in Oakland, Michigan. I played football. Um, wish I would have played basketball more, but we had a pretty darn good team. And um Anyway, um, I grew up in Okemos, Michigan, in Tomahills neighborhood, on okay. the corner of Penobscot and Manitou. And our football team was the Chiefs, the Chiefs okay. after Chief Okemos. Um Respect.
1: Uh, also, but sounds respectful to the Chiefs.
0: That was yeah. That was the thing. And around that time, um, so I graduated in 2006. So God, you're some so of these, young.
1: Yeah, I forget how young you were. Some are. of
0: these, you know, new thoughts or ideologies.
1: So 1992. Yeah. In case anyone's <laughs> keeping score. <laughs> you <go>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Twelve years later, well, before Ian was born, <laughs> that's not true. But still, <laughs> yeah.
0: But I mean, um, so anyway, like we had a teacher who was um, of some portion, you know, Native American descent. I don't know, just because, just sure. being, you know, candid or you know, not knowing all the facts. But she was against it. And it was an extremely unpopular view in the school and the community. And it was a lot of people, you know, kind of, you know. You know, one obviously, you know, there's the essential case. Like, yeah, if it was like the Italians or you know anything else, you know, really? or, like you know, hey, the
1: chomos are here. You're like, whoa, what yeah, the fuck?
0: Like, you know, totally out of bounds. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, the thing that like it is rooted in the community is meant to be like a sense of pride, even though there's not. Do you not a, do you
1: think an idea? Do you think that yes. the sense of pride part comes into the fact that? they're being relegated to a football team. Does that make sense?
0: I'd say the sense of pride comes into, you know, a lot of times things are maybe done with good intentions that ain't so good. You yeah. We're just unaware of. like. Sure. And to the sense of pride it's like, well, I'm an Okemos chieftain and my mom and dad were Okemos chieftains. And, like, how are you going to take this shit? That means so much to us. You know what I mean? Even it's like – And
1: you're going to put, put it on a helmet and then win or lose. Hey, that's now – that's 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 our lineage right now. Like whatever yeah. the past was is gone yeah. because we've put it on the shoulders. Maybe a more important question. Is the weight of a culture too much to put on the shoulders of 14-year-old kids? Oh yeah, percent <laughs> you know. Oh
0: Yeah, you know Can Can
1: no. I listen, I'm sorry folks. Yeah. Producer Matt you, Producer Matt did not hear that question. This is my award-winning question. That is the question that no one's asked. 100%. Is the weight of a of an indigenous tribe, a tribe, a people, a group, is that too much when you name a football team after to put it on to put that weight of whatever they've accomplished or whatever they've done, the cultural significance they've given to a people, is that too much to maybe put on the shoulders of a 14 year old? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, say, I mean, they're getting grown up every day, <laughs> right? I'm going to ask for one more beer. I'm going to ask for one more beer on that notion. And then they
0: go, I mean, get after I know. I mean, I'd say, you know, it is, you know, put that on a six-year-old. Because you ask, you ask Harper that and you say, hey, um, should we still be the Okamist chieftains? And she's like, yeah. oh, I don't know, maybe or yeah. And then, and then, you know, her friend who maybe is like, you know, 20% Cherokee or whatever is like, uh, no, that actually, like, you know, hurts my mom's feelings. So, uh, oh, okay. Uh, we we'll, racist. Yeah. We'll the, yeah. I, I whisper we'll that. We'll,
1: Super racist.
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll be the Wildcats instead. That's fine. So yeah. I think it's a good conversation now. Yeah. You just change it. Like, it ain't worth it. Like, it ain't worth, like, there's a difference. Well, that's the whole thing. If you're upsetting somebody, oh, here's an interesting story. Sure. I, when I was used to Big Brothers, Big Sisters, we were, um... We were at a Gaddyland pizza place. Oh, and yeah. the younger bro says, like, the older bro did something just kind of, yeah. like, silly or dumb. And the younger bro goes, are you retarded? And it's funny in the sense that it's, like, an 8-year-old sure. talking to a 16-year-old and, like, having, like, the awareness that you did Is your dumb?
1: awareness stunted? Have you not thought this thought out? Which what? is the definition of retarded. Yeah, before. no,
0: absolutely. Yeah. When the flip side is... So, like, you know, normally I'm, you know, kind of like, haha you know, whatever, that's, that's, I have a pretty, anything's on board sense of humor. Sure. But there's a group of elderly women there on what looks like almost like an adult field trip that appear to be mentally retarded. And I'm like, you know, in my head, I'm like, fuck. Ah. Yeah, so, like, we get in the car, say, so hey, I ain't mad at you, man, but I just want to let you know, go, I go, hey, I'm going to say, I was a kid that... Called stuff gay, made some maybe racial jokes, said retarded or things like that. Never meant to hurt anybody's feelings. And I know now, and you know, just so everybody has stuff that slips, I ain't telling you I'm perfect. I'm not. But to ever make fun of anybody or make light of somebody on something that the way they're born, because I don't have anything to do with being white, straight, and 5'11. i'm
1: be Weird six. how you pronounce 5-6, but that's fine. <laughs> oh, Come man. On. Come and, on. You do want to say that before Friday, <laughs> I'm saying it before Friday. I'm, we're getting a
0: little But it's like <laughs> you just can't do that because that's yeah. like, that's that's attacking who they are to the core. Sure. And like, it's like, you know, even if you don't mean, say, words like retarded or gay that were like cool when we were growing up. And sure. It meant like, yo, I'm saying this because I'm against homosexuality or, you know. Mental, um, you know. Right. I mean, someone growth. stole
1: someone stole a word and made it that, and and did not use the definition, and instead brought it over. Let me close with this. Yeah. My uh, did I close with last week? God damn it! I'm just listen. Yeah. But anyways, so uh pastor friend of mine. Um, I think I talked I talked about this last week, but I'll bring it up again because he brought it up, and I think it's yeah. important for words. And I he's like, hey man, uh, we're doing a thing on emotional health, and I want to talk to you about. Like, how do I get people engaged, get them emotionally riled up, and then bring them down? And I go, it's it's not your personality. You shouldn't do it. Like, it's just not Scott. Scott just doesn't do that personality. He doesn't push the button. I go, but if you want me to do this sermon, I'll do it. Because I'm going to walk up, and the first thing I'm going to say is, fuck! Yeah. He's like, what? (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, oh, you don't know the etymology of the word fuck. (laughs) He's like, why are you saying it like that? I'm like, no, the word fuck? Yeah. You mean fuck? The word fuck. He's like, Jason, this Mm. is uncomfortable. I'm like, it's a farming term for getting cabbage. Do you Um, know the etymology for the word fuck? It means you took the hoe, you swung it into the wet ground to get the cabbage out, it hit the mud and went, fuck! (laughs) And then they pulled the cabbage out.
0: It's kind of some wild wordplay and all that too, but yeah. (laughs) But there is a thing (laughs) that there's an
1: etymology of where words come from. Yeah, true, yeah. And you are mad about the word "fuck" because you think a P to the V of someone they don't they don't know each other, yeah. and then there's going to be a venereal disease or a kid, right. or there's going to be pornography shot and all. Like you are looking at, you've created an environment of a word that, it, yeah. that, that 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 didn't exist for sure. The etymology of the word has nothing to do with what you've done, and you've created emotion around it. you've you've created an industry around it, you've done everything. So when you wanna talk about emotional health, and you wanna talk about where you sit in the world, understand this, why you're upset is what you created. You took the word fuck, which is a farming term to get cabbage, and what did you do? You made it a naughty word. And you're like, oh, it's cute. Yeah. Oh, don't say it out loud. And then you did this. And then and now, all of a sudden, and let's go to an extreme. We got porno. We got my free cams. We got this. Yeah. We got that. Hey, man, I got an idea. Maybe the meat suit, that that, that gobbly thing, that rah, rah, you feed and you just yeah. barf that information. Maybe you don't give so much credence to people and what they say because they don't understand the words they're saying, whether it's the Bible and the fact that I believe in the King James, you believe in the King James, are you fucking serious? A Bible that was written to piss off the Pope. So normal people could read the Bible is the least accurate version of the Bible of all time. And you're like, King James, it was a joke. (laughs) It was legitimately a fucking joke made to piss off a Pope the fact that we put weight in words without legitimacy of where the words came from, without where we live yeah. in the world. And that we let those words then create momentum and destruct other people when before they did not have that power. Yeah. True. Is all us. Yeah. Absolutely. It's nothing else than us. Well and it's the most disgraceful thing in the world that you've taken a language, an idea, a communication pattern. And you've, you've decided <laughs> Instead, to give that power to whatever translation someone wants to give those words versus someone says, man, I'm going to fuck that girl tonight. And you're like, you're cabbage farming tonight? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. You're cabbage farming tonight. You're going to fuck a cabbage tonight? Vegans are going to get pissed. Like, why wouldn't anyone say that? Because they don't know. Because we assume that the, the, the words that come out of someone's mouth are true. That we run with this idea, whether it's basketball and sports or football sure, or anything yeah. else, we run with this idea, and the idea comes back to the fact that, yeah, but I heard it here. Well, what's here?
0: Yeah.
1: Where Is does here yeah. where does, where does here sit? The yeah. word retarded got taken away from us. The word gay was happy. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. The word retarded was not understanding stunted growth, right? Not understanding and having and having an opinion on stunted growth. On not understanding the full picture of things. Yeah. That's not a slant against someone who is mentally deficient, right. which is not, in my mind, retarded, because they're not stunted growth. They are still growing. They're just growing in different directions. Different, yeah, different.
0: Yeah, different pace. Yeah, different direction. Yeah. That's well put. I mean, I think that's like you know. Mark I, that well put. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I think the. Uh, but you know the the only the beauty in that is like. You know we can to say take those words back is a little tough because yeah you can't take them I'm not, back I, i'm not i'm not a farmer you know we're yeah. for that example <laughs> there's a lot of farmers you know who are defended yeah, by the exactly. word fuck. i don't want to you know appropriate or anything like that but it's like if words can make people feel that bad then it can make them feel that good you know or like, exactly how beautiful it would be if like yo gaming's happy i'm the gayest dude in town man i could not be happier i love my life you know what i mean exactly who cares you know why should anybody think like that you know and i think that um yeah, I forgot. I mean, I guess it's all turned about, you know, like, you know, it, it all comes down to you can either hurt people's feelings or even empower them. You know, and almost sometimes, too, you know, man, you know, anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Nobody cares. Or to get to the point where it's <laughs> I like. like
1: that. like. That. Or it's just like <laughs> I like care. that. I like that. I like that. Nobody cares. Because guess what? At the end of the day, they don't. They might retweet you. Yeah. They might think it's funny. They might, for a moment in time, Get a giggle or a laugh, but guess what? The reality is, if you think your negative comment has a lasting impact versus a positive comment versus you building someone up, I would. I agree with you. Nobody nobody fucking cares.
0: Yeah, and I mean, if they do, you know, it almost goes back to even like Mark, Jackson, R. Kelly. If somebody's telling you something that you want to hear or don't want to hear, that shit should only matter if you care about them and they care about you. Sure. It's like I mean, think even on a basketball court. You know, there can be times when it's like somebody's telling you pass the ball in your head. I've never met you. I've never played with you. The last time you shot the ball, you yeah. airballed. I'm finna do that. You know what yeah. I mean? Or man, this person says, you know, man, Ian, chill out. You're getting taken too seriously or whatever. That's you. That's Gabe hey my bad I to, you know what I mean or even the same too and honestly
1: let's be honest and I, and I will full transparency right yes. outside of you and David someone tells me to chill out yeah, I'm like yeah. oh you don't want to play with me yeah. oh you're not you're not a, you're not I'm 45 and you're 20 telling me to calm down and you're not running with me no offense you're not now I'm not mind you I've, I've opened that up right I remember it was a year ago <laughs> and we're, we're, folks I know I've said we're gonna close a couple of times and the movie's well over But I will say this. I remember texting you. Talk shit with Brett. Yeah. Who we both love. Oh, yeah. And I love him. Brett's the best. Yeah. We're talking shit, and I texted you afterwards. I said, can you please let Brett know none of that was personal. I actually really enjoy him, and I like playing with him. Because I didn't want those words to matter. Yeah, or be taken out of context. Out of context, or it's like, like, hey, man, I'm fired up, and – you and me and i'm telling you to shoot and the one time i'm telling you shoot, you're not shooting and it, and it, by the way i'm not the orchestrator of your game as well like i can say things right but i don't run yeah. your game yeah i'm trying to play with you you're not trying to play for me yeah Once right like and so i know out of hindsight playing games that i can pull back and go man i tried to tell that person how to play my game versus them playing their game and I want to apologize, and yeah. I didn't have Brett's cell at the time, so I texted you to yeah. be like, hey, can you please forward this to him? My bad. The uh, let's let's actually close on this. Yeah. A legit closing. Folks, you're gonna make mistakes. Oh yeah. We talked about this earlier. Yeah. The difference in a mistake made is what I would consider an honest growth forward. Which means you admit that you've made a mistake or you go back to the group and you go, hey, you guys. Man, today, I can't believe we lost by one point. What happened? And then everyone points to you and goes, well, you shot three threes in a row from the red line. Not even the three-point line. No one was guarding you. And it was three air balls in a row. And they came back and won. Yeah. Okay. So now what do you do with that information?
0: Shoot four. <laughs> you no. mean, what? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, but it's but just, yeah. just like,
1: what do you do? It's like, yeah. hey, I let you. You know what? You have two options. Hey, man, I was feeling hot, or I let the team down. I'm sorry, you guys. Please trust me. The next game, I'm going to adjust my game for the game that's happening. Yeah. But I want all of us to shoot and get and get engaged. For sure. And there are some times where that it doesn't to me work. Last week. No. I don't care if it works or not. Mm-hmm. It, it's not going to work in the win and the loss of the game, and I don't care. If you want to be a better person, it works in the better person personhood. Do you want to be the best 45-year-old pickup game Friday guy? Yeah. Or do you want to be able to be like, hey, let's go grab beers. And everyone goes, we're following him. We're going to go grab beers and talk more. Amen. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? And I don't give a fuck what you want to do. But if you're the winner at 45 in on-court basketball, the <laughs> fuck out of my life, I don't want you. Yeah. I want people who make me better. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll close with this and you don't get to talk now. Not that you have this whole fucking interview. Bye. <laughs> the reason I brought you back is outside of the fact that we needed guests. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, the reason, I mean, I saw your post and I have such mad respect for you and, and, and who you are and the fact that we have a 10 year relationship. We have a lot of fun. We do a lot of fun things majority of our life is, is is play, But in all of that, I understand more and more of every year of where you work, what you do, who you are as a person, where you donate your time, um, how you make yourself available. And I, I, w- I will honestly say this, like, I mean, hey, listen, man, like you and David and, and, and other people, We've had opportunities to spend time outside of the basketball court. And we've had opportunities to, to share and disagree and agree with with, with a lot of mm-hmm. things in this world. But we've done that. And my lasting note to everyone is is this. Man, you don't know who you're next to. You don't. It's not that you should or shouldn't know. It's that you have an opportunity to make a, a stance to to know, to make an effort to know. And either you make an effort to know or you don't, but don't sit and be lonely when you haven't made efforts. Don't sit and be lonely when you're the barker on the basketball court or the football field or, or anywhere else, and then no one comes and hangs out with you. Be more than who you are to the people around you outside of work or hoops or whatever sporting event or anything else is going on. Be more than that. Be Show them who you are. Be vulnerable. I mean. You know what? If you're worried about someone making fun of you or you're worried about something else, stop. But honestly, man, be vulnerable. Be who you are and why you're there. Because that's gonna create the person. That's gonna that's going to create the relationships. That's going to actually build you as far as who you are as a person. Surround yourself. If you don't like the people you're surrounding yourself with, that's okay. That's okay. Find new people. Find a new basketball game, find a new flag football game, whatever it may be. Move, you get new neighbors, what the fuck? But folks, I mean, listen, I swear to God, you don't know what you don't know. And honestly, 99.9% of you, no offense, don't know. You're living seven different worlds. I got my wife and kid over here. I got my job over here. I got my TV time over here. I got my movie time over here. I got my my workout friends over here. I got my bar friends over here. And I'm not saying you have to incorporate all of them, but what I am saying is that when you decide to open up and you decide to be with, literally be with someone and share with them things and and understand them and listen to them, not like this interview, but listen to them and, and do things, support them in any way you can, That's when you win, man. That's when you win. This podcast won because Matt and crew support us. Gave us a place to talk. Gave us a place to hang out. Gave us an environment that is open to free expression. You can't do this in my living room unless you're my personal friend. But this, a bar environment allows that a couple of cocktails, a little thing, It, it, it creates it. It really does. So when I, when I say come to Dive Bar, go to your local bar, go find friends, go do something. I'm saying come here because it's conversate, Spend time with people. Stretch your boundaries. Don't get offended when someone says something different. Man, sports and life come together because they are so controversial and they bring so much great stuff. They really do. They bring this immensity of Different backgrounds and different people from watchers to doers, to shoes, to jerseys, to fashion, to life, to the consequences of life. STE and everything else. But if there's things you can learn from it, the biggest ones are, who's gonna hold you accountable when you say some wild shit? (laughs) Who's gonna support you when you say some wild shit? And more importantly, Who's going to be there to do both? Who is it? You got to find that, man. If you don't have it, you got to find it. If you're listen, and that'd be funny right back, but really. you're going to you're going to go to Kazakhstan and Almaty, find it. Australia, find it. Cairo, find it. Australia, find it. Austin, Texas, find I don't give a fuck where you are. Find it. Listen, I would I would love to say that I mean listen, necessary rough is one of my favorite films. I love it to death. We did not touch on it as probably we should have. Yet Poseidon, Rex, John, and I dissected that fucking movie and we could have talked about the same shit. Opportunities come based on guests and based on timing and, and liquid libations and everything else. But all of that said, take away these things. One, go after your dreams. Two, when the going gets tough, that doesn't mean you got to get going. Ian spent 10 years at a company It wasn't all smooth sailing. It was a fucking roller coaster, I have to assume. Because it's a startup and it's a company and life works that way. And then three, man, own you. But own you to the point that you own you to where criticism comes and you accept it. Own you to where when celebration comes, you don't over-celebrate. And own you that you can be brave enough to make changes when change isn't on the horizon. Is you don't want to be shocked by. It. So, with all that said, Ian, man, dude, hey, I love you to breath. It, I really do. You're a great person. I'm gonna get misty-eyed because I oh, do. Man. man, I love you. I really do. I love you too. You're man. a great I've person. Grown
0: a lot because of you. I mean that.
1: You're a great person. I love you to death. And uh, this is uh, these are special moments, man. These are um, they're a fun podcast. Or there's a, there's, a, there's three that we've done together that have been a lot of fun. Um, many more to come. Many more to come. But yeah, and all that, you guys, seriously, now you can laugh and listen to my daughter's shit so I don't cry on fucking mic. Visit, visit Kazakhstan. Visit Kazakhstan, <laughs> Almaty. And um, well, most importantly, guys, we love you guys. Thank you very much. Good night.